decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Couple things. Uh, We are, at least I'm attempting to be, live on Odyssey tonight for the first time. And that is thanks to uh, gracious and generous help from a particular audience member who I will uh, I will shout out on Sunday so that person is properly credited. But we're kind of in a test mode tonight. I did link the Odyssey link in the description of the YouTube stream. So if you'd like to head over and uh, just have a gander, even if you don't want to stay over there, I'd like to know how it's performing and if it's working properly. And just let me know. I do have a couple eyes on it tonight, so we'll see if it runs as planned. And then, uh, well, I, so what, Brian, Brian Laundry's dead? Is that the news within the last couple hours? Yeah, I guess so. Is that they confirmed? They found his stuff next to a dead body, so. Okay. He did. So I have confirmation that the Odyssey stream is working, at least as of now. So that's good. Um, good. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so uh, what they found his stuff and human remains. And it is yeah, speculated. and the weird thing is, his parents joined the search party like days into it, and within an hour of joining the search party, they had found all of his stuff. <laughs> wow, really good, uh, really good at searching, I suppose. What a yeah. coincidence. Yeah. Okay. Well, if uh, we get some more information as we do the stream, we will update. And of course, if people want to discuss that, we will do that. Uh, you guys know how the call-in show works for the most part, but if you are new to the stream and you'd like to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the uh, stream description, wherever you're watching the show. Uh, we will take callers as screened by our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, and we'll take a break every half hour to check in with your super chats. If you're watching on Rumble or Odyssey for now, super chat integration there is still a little dicey. So super chats meaning uh, DLive, YouTube, Tippy Stream, and we'll expand as we're able And then uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, of course, you can send us an email question. That's uh, you can do that through the contact page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show form on the page. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Nope. Let's do it. All right. Maul is up first. Maul, you there? Hey, what's up? What's going on, man? Hello, Matt. Happy anniversary. Uh, oh thank you it was a it was a good one i enjoyed a couple days off yeah yes uh sunday was my anniversary monday was my birthday so i took uh monday and tuesday as more or less off days to make up for you know working over the weekend (laughs) as i am inclined to do good that please take take yourself a break sometime especially from these uh trying times yeah it's a it's a it's a balance, you know, you can't take too much time off of the game because then you just sort of fall out to irrelevance. Yeah. yeah but true. if you if you immerse yourself too much and you don't take enough breaks, you go insane. So, yeah, I'm starting to get balance. to the point where I'm just like not engaging with like some of the leftist discord or like or the discords that have like the political chest that just is full of just leftist 
echo chambers. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even going to engage with y'all because y'all all because be- some of y'all approached me with bad faith arguments. I'm I'm tired of having to deal with this. Have you uh, have you been doing that a lot for a while, like intentionally hopping into it online was, debates, or what are you doing? It was like a couple of times, but like I was getting into a heated debate about the mandates, mm-hmm. and that was because I was so much against the damn mandates. Yeah, and um, they were just trying to, to label me an anti-vaxxer, even though I already got the vaccine. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I, I had to, was that my, by your choice, or was that because that was of mandate? My, my cho- that was by hmm. my choice because yeah. of my health. And because it, but even then, like, even though I got it, I'm not for the damn mandates. Yeah. It should not be mandated. Nobody, I'm not, and I'm, and I got to the point where I live in Texas. Thank goodness we don't have, Abbott is, I was like, Abbott better be, better bring down the hammer on Southwest with they, with their mandate. And they kind of, they kind of backed off a little bit, not totally, but they backed off. But like I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just like I'm any place that will require me to get to show my uh, like my papers no not doing it. Um, yeah, you should you should push I, back. Did you see what happened at uh, In and Out in San Francisco? Yeah, yes. great. Good for them. And I actually want to go. I actually want to to patronize their burgers because of that. Even though the burgers are absolute garbage. Like, <gasps> what? I I agree that they're <laughs> overrated, but I wouldn't say garbage. I mean, they're fine. Uh, okay, okay, that was a little bit. That was a little bit extreme. Mm. But, but we have Whataburger here. I can't really. I can't Is Whataburger really it. good? I've never been there. Yeah, I've never had it's it. Real, if you ever, if you ever go down to the south and go to Texas at any point, go to Whataburger because they have a real. They especially at certain points, they have this uh bre- barbecue, not barbecue. Well, they do outside that, but they have the buffalo chicken ranch um type burger it is that sounds like a a, fucking abomination what is wrong with you people actually pretty damn good buffalo chicken is pretty hard to mess up though it's it's like a a pretty universally good thing it's it's a balance between the spice and then the coolness of the ranch and it's just like and i'm not even a spicy type of guy even though i half my famous cajun but like um it's 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 really good but yeah, I'll the, have to check the, it out. Um, yeah. Did you did you have any more thoughts on the vaccine stuff? Um, it's get oh my gosh, people are starting to back, uh, starting to uh, people are starting to like actually trying to fight back against this. Yeah, it's good to see. And it's funny how Lori Lightfoot is just so is so adamant to try to make the you know, oh, oh if we fire all these officers we, we'll find a way it's like you guys are called Chirac for a reason <laughs> you, you honestly think that losing a third of your police force is going to make it any better people get yeah. out of cities yeah well good luck yeah and, uh, I'm, the rolling so, out, I'm the, in a city myself but I really want to get out at some point when I get a car yeah yeah get a car and uh drive in any direction away from chicago that's a pretty good bet that's I'm what i would do chicago. i'm in Texas. I'm good. oh okay so. yeah i don't well i i yeah sorry i don't know why i maybe i misinterpreted you there of course you're in texas my mistake yeah yeah anyway well, uh any final I, thoughts before we let you go i'll i'm gonna uh nothing else i've been holding this in for the past two weeks because i kept every single time i try to get into the call and show i'm like almost there but then something comes up and i have yeah. to skip my turn so i was just like thank goodness i was able to i just wanted to say hi to both of y'all again 
Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for the well-wishing and uh, enjoy some Whataburger. Yep. Yes. Please come to, whenever y'all come to Texas, please go there. I think I've been (laughs) to the Dallas airport once. That's my, that's the extent of my Texas experience. That's it. Uh, And no more traveling, I guess. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. You You too. Have you, uh, have you had Whataburger? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so neither of us have any experience. No, I uh, I'm not a hater of In and Out. I just think it's uh, I think it's just okay. I think uh, I would rank uh, Five Guys better in that sort of uh, burger domain. Like it's kind of like fast guys. food plus, I suppose. Have you read White uh, White Castle? No. It's polarizing. Although, see, I think Five Guys burgers are great. The fries really hit or miss they can be really soggy oh, they're really good i like a, a thick steak fry which i mm. know people hate but, but it's got to be crispy it can't be it can't be greasy so I, I love a soggy fry oh god dude <laughs> sometimes i can understand where you're coming from that is not one <laughs> no it's just no i do i don't know I don't oh my god say. friendly is up next mm. blonde likes some limp you heard it here i do <laughs> wet oh friendly you there all right something's going on with friendly let's try el vaquero oh red robin yeah they've got great fries at do they? i don't think i've had them uh, steak el, fries. el vaquero you there yeah i'm here um so just just on the burger thing um <laughs> what burger is as far as fast food goes they're decent but it's fast food mm-hmm if you want, if you're ever driving through southern New Mexico on I-25, there's a small town called San Antonio. Stop there and eat at the Buckhorn. It has been hmm. rated in the top ten burger joints in the U.S. This is oh, San wow. Antonio, New Mexico. Yes. Okay. I will never Exit. go there. Exit 139 on I-25. <laughs> I don't know Road that I've ever are been. Road trips are also a thing of the past. <clears throat> yeah. Think. But uh, yeah, I, I was actually calling in to talk about how a lot of our uh, modern day problems actually point back to the banking system. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, without getting into like mathy stuff, um, you know, compound interest means you get to charge interest on the interest that's already accrued, right? which means that it's an exponential function and... That means that the bigger it gets, the faster it grows. And this applies to our debt because of, you know, fractional reserve, debt-backed fiat currency and all that shit. When you look at how the debt has increased versus the money supply, the money supply has to keep on increasing to keep up with the debt just so you can service it. We have $21 trillion in M2 currency and $84 trillion in total debt in the U.S. Never mm-hmm. getting paid off. Uh, what this requires is perpetual exponential growth in order to stay afloat. Um, anybody want to talk about immigration? <laughs> Always. Right. So I, I found a 2007 European Commission document talking about demographics, age, and uh, what was going to happen in the future. And it included things like, hey, to get rid of labor bottlenecks by 2050 we're going to have to import 56 million people in europe Hmm. Um, other things like they were saying 2018 is basically going to be the crunch time so when did the migrant crisis happen i mean they were basically saying hey look at all the population growth in egypt and look at all the lack of population growth 
in Italy. Maybe we can put those two together and there you get immigration. And it's basically, and they're, they're talking about how all these pension systems are going to collapse and everything like that. And it's like, we're not bringing, and, and the same argument applies to the United States. I guarantee they had that conversation back when the Hart Seller Act was passed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the need for perpetual exp exponential growth means they need a perpetually growing uh, population. Why? That's retarded. And, These people are generally not taxpaying citizens. Right, right. But, you know, that's what happens when you run a Ponzi scheme. You have to scam people more and more and more to keep it afloat. And well, do you it think is yeah. a Ponzi scheme. when you're running you think... a Ponzi scheme, though, you get more rich investors of the same type as the first round of investors to continue your Ponzi scheme, not a bunch of poor Egyptians? Like, what is wrong with these people? This is moronic. This is the this dumbest Ponzi scheme ever. Well, that's <laughs> right. So that's what I, that's what I'm wondering is, was one designed to achieve the outcome of the other? Or are we in such a hole that immigration is the perceived solution? I guess I'm asking, did they do this as a pretext to import a whole bunch of people? Or is importing a whole bunch of people the only plausible solution to the problem that was already created? Well, in, in Europe, like I said, you know, I haven't seen... Where we had this conversation in the United States and Europe, they openly had the conversation. It's it's like a hundred page white paper that they wrote about this, and they don't come out and say, "Well, the banking system's going to collapse if we don't do this." But they're basically saying, "Hey, we we've, we've got these demographic problems. One of the ways to deal with that is to bring in a whole bunch of people from like third world shitholes." And of course, that won't work either. But it's we're in a hole, so they're doing the immigration, and I suspect. I mean. Well, think about all of the diversity and inclusion with all the multiculturalism. Why are they yeah. pushing this shit so much? Um, yeah. Is it really I, just to I solve wouldn't... financial issues? I guess, I mean, it could be. That, I guess that seems sort of surprising to me, though. Well, I mean, if if we don't continue to grow, the banking system collapses. And, and I got to tell you what, um, so $84 trillion in debt with $21 trillion in M2 currency... Uh, you have, well, that $84 trillion has all been securitized. A lot of it's been, you know, they call it rehypothecation. Same hmm. with a bunch of the government bonds where, oh, we'll promise this is high-quality collateral in case something goes through with our deal. And that's been done so many times. There's so many assets that multiple people have claims on. And then you get into the over-the-counter derivatives market where the notional value there, last I checked, was about $180 trillion dollars. And that's been shoved into FDIC-insured deposit-taking subsidiaries in the United States, or like two-thirds of it or three-quarters of it. Um, so banking collapse is <clears throat> a big fucking deal. Let's put it that way. So buy gold and crypto? <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? How do I get out of this? You don't. Oh, and, and no. it's, damn it. Yeah, you, you don't get out of it. That's, <clears throat> that's part of the reason why I was so black-pilled. Hmm. Um, last decade and now i'm actually oh wait there are ways forward it's just going to suck for five or ten years yeah uh the immigrate you guys have correctly identified that the immigration issue was 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 not uh because it was going to cure the financial crisis that we're in that, that's not why they want immigrants in this country and so they can destroy the fabric of society and so we have a low trust society we're more pliable than well, that might be it too, but without without the growth, they die. I mean, the but it's not true growth. Gets... It's not growth. These people aren't paying into our system, right? But real growth was replaced with fraud back around the dot com crash. 
Um, and fraud was already increasing. It was just replaced with fraud back then anyways. It's fine. This uh, is this is good. The the more imminent the collapse, the the better it will be for our children, probably. I don't want them to have to deal with the fallout. So my and my thoughts haven't changed on this. So if you'd asked me back around 2013, 2014, you know, what do I think is gonna happen? My response would have been if we had an on it honest system that wasn't fraudulent, it would have crashed, you know, ten or fifteen years ago. Um but I think they can kick the can until the 2020 to 2025 period, which we're sitting at right now and supply chains are breaking. Mm. So, yeah, that's true. It's all coming um, down. And, and all it's, right. it's being pushed by a bunch of idiots who don't fucking understand energy who are going to crash our energy infrastructure, too. <laughs> and they're not going to yeah. succeed, but yeah. um, they're going to cause a lot of damage on the way out. Anyways, yeah. I've taken up enough of your time. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it, man. I'll and uh, always appreciate the black pills. Yeah. <laughs> Godspeed out there in the pills. desert. All right. Thanks. Thank you, man. All right. Oh, oh, man. We uh, we went to the museum last week to uh, we took the baby to the museum. Actually, we we're looking at the uh, dinosaur fossils and oh, the cool. rotating exhibit. Uh, what he said just reminded me the rotating exhibit was like environmentally inspired art. And it was just you know, dumb, really bad paintings of environmental themes. Like one of them was like a toy soldier and a, and an oil can and a plastic T-Rex toy on the edge of a, like a oily ocean coast. And the commentary under it was in, in this, the artist depicts our struggle to embrace clean energy. It's a terrible painting. Looked like crap premise. So dumb. Like it's not a, it's not a struggle to embrace clean energy. We don't have those technologies properly developed yet. If we did, did Calvin barf all over it, that would have been awesome. Uh, I don't know. I think he's, I think that was the part where he actually did start to cry and we had to take him for a, a diaper change. Good. Good boy. It yeah, actually if, made him shit his pants. That's how bad it was. <laughs> if only we would all just get over our love of fossil fuels and embrace this <laughs> magical clean energy that doesn't exist to sustain the world. Like we're opting into this. Hmm. Let's try friendly ABM again. Friendly, you there? No, I don't. Whatever's going on, the tech's not working tonight. Friendly, I'm sorry. Witwat, Witwat, you there? Yes. How are you? Doing all right. What's on your mind? All right. Uh, I I really enjoyed the show, Matt. Been listening since uh, probably 2017. So, well, thanks for tuning say, in. Yeah, definitely. Um, just been. Really black pilled as well. Sorry uh, mm. to drop another one. That's trying right. to figure out what I'm gonna do with uh, the whole vax thing. Um, I'm What's your predicament? My, uh, I'm assuming my job after the holidays is going to enforce it because we've had training recently, basically where they heavily implied that white people are racist and the only one that. They're the only ones that benefit from racism, so they're they're really. Are you woke. a federal employee? No, no. Oh my god! I don't know, no. man. I would just hang on there because I don't, I don't know that they're going to be able to do this. There's some places caving, but I, so if I understand correctly, you you're inferring that the vaccine mandate is going to happen because there have been racial sensitivity trainings. Yeah, <laughs> which is like seems like totally unrelated, but I agree is kind of a tell. As yeah. odd as that is. Yeah, I mean, in the break room, they were handing out uh, gay pride 
flags. Oh my God. Are you, are you comfortable sharing like what sort of workplace this is? Um, I don't want to say where I work, but can you you just describe like what you, what do you do? Or if you threw a dart at a dartboard, I'm sure you'd hit the target. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Yeah. All right. I'm picking, I'm picking Um, up what you're saying. I, I, I try to prevent uh, shoplifting. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> Are you in one of the jurisdictions that allows you to prevent shoplifting? Uh, I mean, I'm in a very rural area. Oh, okay. you might be fine, man. That. Hang on um, and milk your company mm, for everything that it's worth until they they forcibly remove you. That's yeah, what everybody I, should be doing. I None of this have, preemptively uh, yeah. quitting stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I, we were we were having this conversation the other day with um, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of my wife's. And uh, and he said the same thing, which was uh, I'm kind of of the philosophy. They got to push me out. They have. Yeah, to, really. They got to fire me. Are you oh, familiar yeah. with the concept of time theft and corporate? Uh, yeah. theft? Yeah, yeah. I'm always on my cell phone. Yeah, definitely. do that. That's great. More of that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I may have yelled at my boss uh, a few times throughout. Uh, the Is your boss a woman? Yes. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Well, but, we all uh, know so, we all know how susceptible women are to shame tactics. You know, did it work? She, yeah, uh, sort of. I don't know. I may have yelled at my director as well. I don't know. <laughs> is she also? Is that also a woman? Yes. Oh, well, so, this isn't I, so blackpilled. You're you're, you're trying resisting the mask yeah. mandate for about a day and a half. I was successful for about a day. They gave me a form. Said, okay. You know, they had an ADA conversation with me and they're like, okay, give this to your doctor, see if you can get an excuse. And I even said to HR, I was like, hey, am I going to get harassed because I'm not wearing a mask? And they're like, no, you'll be fine. And then the next day I had a day off. And then when I came back, my boss was uh, at my work, which they don't they don't work in my building. So that's a that's a little bit of a red flag when I see my boss is <laughs> at my work. And hmm. was they're basically like you either wear a face mask or a face shield, uh, or you can no longer work here. The and shield, I love the shield. Yeah, so I took uh, I took like the weekend off, and then I agreed to the face shield, and I basically just always have it up over my mouth, so it's not doing anything anyway. Uh, so well, it I sounds like you're can't... fucked, but still make these bitches fire you. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that. I don't know. I just. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm just kind of pretty blackpilled, but hmm. well, I'm sorry to hear it, but I'm glad you're not so blackpilled that you aren't taking it upon yourself to to take some actions and stand up for yourself. So I take some encouragement in that. Yeah, I've been trying to talk to some people, trying to feel them out to see if you know we could possibly resist somehow. I yeah, don't know. I I think I think it's a it's a good <laughs> idea to to do as much as you can on the way out to make your departure as. Uh, known and as um painful financially for the company as possible if they want to make it painful for you make it painful for them and i i actually say that metaphorically susan i mean uh if there are people in the workplace who agree with you you got to talk to them you got to get on board you got to organize together and you got to uh take action with each other so that uh, people notice because if it's just you walking away silently you know that's not as noticeable as if you take uh five ten guys with you all who have jobs that really matter to that store or that building yeah. or whatever it is that all yell at their female superiors. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, good for you. comment on their looks on the way out too. Yeah. Oh, Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and then talk about their divorces and stuff. Like really get low. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you, man. 
Yeah. Godspeed. You too. Ugh, what a disaster. This is so bad. I know. It's uh it's for a for a few weeks or months now. It's it's we've so many iterations of here's the situation at my school, at my workplace, they're trying to make me do this, they're trying to make me do that, they're threatening me with this. <sighs> it's uh man, it's just a rough time. I know, it feels like but, such a bad time to be having kids, yet here we are. Well, well, there, people did it in terrible times historically, and they still succeeded. But, uh, but on, on, on the encouraging side, there are some signs of light. You got what's going on with Southwest. You have what happened, what's happened at In and Out Burger, although they still really haven't won against the city. But you have some encouraging signs of people standing up and uh, sticking up for themselves a little bit and pushing back against this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing like, about the in and out thing, it makes it so good is that everybody loves in and out. So it was very effective. Uh, you can't yeah. Fight, you can't fight with that. You know, it's it's like how people pretend to hate Chick-fil-A for their because their CEO guy doesn't want gay marriage or whatever. Everybody like, loves Chick-fil-A. You know, I revisited yeah. that Popeye sandwich and I think you're right. About what? That Chick-fil-A is the superior sandwich. Oh, you know, uh, well, Popeye's was OK. But when you go to Chick-fil-A. My mistake when I went to Chick-fil-A for the first time was getting the sandwich. And it's not that the sandwich is bad. It's just the sandwich. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is delicious. It's got pickles on it. Oh, it's so good. That bun it's is just like fine. a little bit soggy. Just a <laughs> We know Blonde loves them soggy. But, I uh, must tell you. Oh, I, now I want a Chick-fil-A sandwich. How far away is the nearest Chick-fil-A? 45 minutes? Somewhere. The closest to me is Kalispell, which is like kind of equidistant between you and me. Oh, God. It's like Flathead Lake. I don't know how far away you are, but there's nothing wrong with the Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's just that the nuggets are vastly superior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Expat from Michigan. Uh, now I'm curious. Do do you guys not have a Chick-fil-A in Coeur d'Alene? No. Uh, Spokane is the nearest one, and it's in North oh. Spokane and like the most random location. That's not that far, though. I, I imagine you probably make visits to Spokane here and there. Not anymore. Hmm. Because of Jay Inslee or what? You just have to wear a mask everywhere. It's like, yeah. it's totally pointless to go. I, I mean, when I was still traveling, I would go there to fly to the airport. Uh, I have a, I have a story for you on Sunday that I want to play. Do you, when, uh, do you have like local over the air TV? Do you ever watch it? No. Oh, okay. Well, whatever the local TV, I assume you guys probably get Spokane stations or maybe Coeur d'Alene has their own thing. I don't know. But if you get uh, Spokane stations, there's a local Spokane news station doing its weather report the other day. And it was just, porn on the screen like behind the weather lady what <laughs> this was over the air tv yeah they had to apologize and everything i saw the story today it was hilarious and I don't this know. is spokane yes it was spokane news station yeah uh <laughs> so we'll show what we can on sunday it's more it's more about like the reaction that i can't show what's on the screen but the broadcast is still funny oh god hilarious expat you there Good evening, Christensen Nation. <laughs> Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Big Matt Daddy. <laughs> Greetings. Thank you. Good evening, Mama Blonde. Hey. Okay, 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 okay. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. I have a great idea for a great joke we can all play. The best okay. thing is it won't cost you a thing. You can do it anonymously. You won't have to worry about breaking any laws. And you can do it all from the privacy and comfort of your own home. Okay? Okay, 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 okay. Okay. All right. So 
Remember when I told you a few months ago I had a strange dream about Ben Shapiro doing beat poetry? Well, I've decided <laughs> that that needs to become a reality, and I know how to make that happen. Okay, so here's what you do. You download a stock photo of Ben Shapiro from the internet, you load it into Photoshop, choose a custom font, and then sign it, Beat Poetry Ben, with a digital fake autograph, and then you at Ben Shapiro with that photo and, and the hashtag, Beat Poetry Ben. Eventually, Ben will be asking why everyone keeps calling him Beat Poetry Ben, and hopefully, someone will suggest, hey, maybe you should do Beat Poetry. It seems like the people want it. So it's like, grab every photo of Ben Shapiro you can possibly find, and just sign up, ben, Beat Poetry Ben, send it his way, and I, I need to hear this guy do beat poetry before the day I You're die. I mean, Stop on. trying to make your dreams come true. This all involves too much interaction with Ben Shapiro. I actually don't I mean, understand the. I, I, you've you've kind of lost me here. I don't understand what's what you're trying to achieve. Is this sincere or what's the joke? It's it's just. I mean, come on. Don't tell me you don't think that Ben Shapiro doing beat poetry wouldn't be the most hilarious thing you've ever heard in a while. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to listen to that. I'm not a big beat poetry guy, and um, you know I have a love hate with Ben. Well, and, I mean, that's, that's 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 the whole purpose is to is to troll Ben, basically. Let's be yeah. honest. Well, okay. <sighs> so yeah, I I don't know if this is going to happen, but if you want to, if you can get credit for the the start of the beat beat poetry Ben Twitter trend. But yes, this guy totally needs to be redesignated as beat poetry Ben. It just it it just needs to happen, man. All right. Well, uh, uh, before before we uh, let you go, I we've, sure. we've had some very uh, black pilled callers tonight. Just yeah, very discouraged yeah. about, yeah. you know, all the mandates that I know you've been very enthused about fighting against in the past. Do you exactly, have any uh, yeah. updates on your enthusiastic efforts or any words of encouragement <laughs> for people who are feeling okay, okay, really, okay. Uh, so, really dismayed? Yeah. Okay, so the okay, so the scarecrow thing I kind of wanted to do. I mean, you know, I'm having trouble finding the scarecrows in stores. Um, as far as like syringes, I mean, I'd either have to find like toy syringes or just like, you know, rig up a few parts that make them look like syringes, like a, you know, sewing needle and then, you know, some, pla you know, plastic tubes, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So another thing is I also found out, okay. So the neighboring County, I actually found the Republican party headquarters for the neighboring County, uh, thinking about paying them a visit, you know, seeing what they have to say. Um, so there is that, I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously it's a neighboring County. I don't live in the neighboring County. But mm -hmm. I do know I do have a friend who lives in the neighboring county. I, I want to invite him there. Um, I already emailed him. He hasn't responded yet. Um, it, it is some. It is someone from the from the spreadsheet here um, from oh, your cool. community. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. If you if you live in the southeast U.S., uh, check your email. You might have gotten a message from me. Um. There is that. Let's see here. So yeah, the scarecrow thing, Republican Party HQ. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would invite everybody to find the Republican Party HQ in their respective county, um, in their in their respective county, town, uh, state. What else have you? Um, okay. I mean, there, I mean, there, I mean, there, <laughs> there are people to talk to about these yeah. things. There are places you can meet. Um, I mean, don't give I mean, up. Kind of, is, is what you're saying. Find some people. Less. Find some people and uh, find some find some friends who will work together with you on this stuff. Exactly. And it's like, yep. if you so much is hear a conversation at a restaurant or a coffee shop, 
you know, kind of uh, kind of up your alley, down your alley. I mean, by all means, you know, feel free to join in, feel free to interject. I mean, some of these coffee shops, I mean, they they, they are like cultural flipping hubs. Yeah, I know. At it's least like two s- the, and at least two know. of the coffee shops in my area are like right wing, which is kind of interesting. Well, but. yeah, it's like you never know what happens if you just approach a person uh, yeah. j- just socially like that. We were out shopping the other day. And we saw some younger mom walking around with a shirt that said uh, um, what, it was something like pro God, pro life, pro gun, I think is what her shirt said. Just something like that. It was like yeah. we should we should just become friends with her. <laughs> and that's what my yeah. wife said, too. But we didn't. But you think like, why not? Why don't you just go up to someone and say, that's a cool shirt. We should be friends. You know, I need to, I need to, I need a network of people like you. What do you do? Anyway. Just uh, yeah, man. If, if, if this is my, if is this, is this my last word here? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, man, just saying if your whole internet radio ever goes kaput, you could always just become a licensed therapist. I mean, you can be one of the few that (laughs) doesn't prescribe dangerous psychotropic mind altering drugs and isn't a communist. Well, there is a niche for that. Why can't I be a beat poet, though? There is that, too. All right. Well, thank you, man. And blonde and blonde and blonde. You can always just do Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they banned the good stuff over there. I know, I know they did. All right, thank you, man. Have a great night. You too. Bye. You're an ass hat. All right, we are due for a break. No, thirty minutes have gone by. That, that yeah, was, we're uh, actually a little late. I'm uh, just joking. Over- that was actually super painful. <laughs> well, the you know it's it's a rough time. It's a rough time for people. I get that, man. It's hard to be enthusiastic and optimistic right now. It just is. So it's kind of a. Uh, That's true. The optimism would piss me off more. I should. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 fair to say you're hard to please. I, I That's think, true. I, I think that's a, a fair assessment. Unless. And I'm I'm in an especially foul mood because I because uh, we're about to start trying to conceive again, and I hate being pregnant. I hate it, and so really? I'm like really not looking forward huh. to this whole round two thing. It's also stressful. Everybody's I bet like, it'll be oh, easier the second time. Blah, blah, blah. I hope so. Everybody says that their second baby, God willing, is easier, but hmm. we'll see. Well, good luck over on uh, D Live, Sergeant Bob, C two K, Super Dave, supporting the show. Appreciate it. And I do have uh, Tippy Stream good to go as well. If you're, unless you're ready to go on YouTube, I am. Um, you know, a crunchy fry though. Do you ever put like a pickle and a fry together? No, but I'm sure that'd be fine. What's what's your uh with, I I wouldn't oppose it. It doesn't seem outrageous. What's your opinion so on dipping fries in the Wendy's Frosty? Yeah, all right. Okay. You I've never done it? it, but like that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm on paper I would be opposed, but I have tried it better than you think. What about fries and mayonnaise? Uh I wouldn't do mayonnaise, but fry sauce is just ketchup and mayonnaise and that's fine. I, I don't God. oppose it, but I wouldn't. That's not my thing. I, w- I wouldn't pick it. Mm. Yeah, I'm not very I'm not I'm not uh, super strict about any particular food habits or choices other than those monsters who the pour cereal. milk into the cereal bowl before the cereal. Who pours Do you milk hate first? any foods? Uh, yeah, plenty. Squash, cherry tomatoes. What? That's so random. Cherry tomatoes. <laughs> the reason I hate squash is because I went to a very sustainability and environmentally conscious college in Portland, Oregon, and they were all about having their their cafeteria food be locally sourced and sustainable. And so the entire winter, 
was squash. Oh, just every variation of squash. Just got burned out on squash. Yeah, uh, I okay. never really liked it in the first place, but that that was that rough, is kind man. of a random what cherry tomatoes. But you don't like, like regular sized tomatoes? No, but I, the thing is, I just don't like raw tomatoes very much. I'm fine with tomato products like sauces or salsas, but I just don't like eating raw tomatoes very much, and cherry tomatoes especially. They just tend to be. I can handle like small diced tomatoes because that's, uh, it, it that's, the the the, the tomato is diffused enough. You know okay. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Cherry tomatoes are very like intense, concentrated tomato flavor that I don't like. That's asinine. I Not hate Kalamata olives. Other olives are okay. Hmm. Can't eat a Kalamata. Things fucking gross. Okay. Incompetent hands thirty. Ping two asked Matt what he wanted for his birthday all day. Matt waited nothing. It wasn't until they went to bed when Maddox exclaimed, no, honey, I said, hit piece. Hope you had a good time, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Hold on, Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. I wonder, should In-N-Out pull their single San Francisco location if the mayor will claim that the city is just too saturated with them? God bless you both and your families. Let me read this. If the mayor will claim that the city was just too saturated with them. Winky face. I don't get it. Well, they have, I don't know. I guess, I guess the... The joke is a little over my head, but I, that is the only in and out in San Francisco. It's it's in Fisherman's Wharf. I've been there several times, actually. And I bet it always is a line like way out the door. Uh, the last time I went there was during this. The last time I was there was September 2020. So it was in Corona time and you couldn't eat in there, which is now the standard again. You can't eat in there because to eat in there, they would have to check your vaccination <sighs> papers. But you can go get the burger and walk out. Because that's safe. Is this why we've been talking about food so much? I think I mentioned in and out early. Yeah. And then, well, and then the one caller said it was uh, that in and out sucked. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we have been talking about food a lot. I must be really hungry. Uh, Long Don John. Matt and I once made love. I went. <sighs> I went in and out of his white castle with five guys. If you know what I mean. You're acting queer. Thank you. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Thank you. I appreciate that. Pee pee poo poo man. Hold on. Always a legend. Okay. All right. Thoughts on China developing racially tar targeted bioweapons to eradicate the non-Chinese. Based. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. I, I don't know. Are they? Is that uh, confirmed or just speculated? What do, what do they do? Does it kill Whitey? I know that. I mean, I know. Does that it kill they... Whitey in China? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what he's referring to. If there's sound specific... based ellipses needs more info. <laughs> um, and do you know any submissive and breedable women? Uh, honestly, like I have some very handsome, eligible male friends that are looking for women. And it is just, it is just a desert out there. Hmm. Just, there's just nothing. I'm like, I've got like two people that are in relationships that are kind of on the edge and I'm just waiting for them to break up so I can throw these 20 guys that I know at them. And that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So short answer. No, we should circle back. All right. Real quick over on a uh, tippy stream, captain Norway, as far as information on the bow and arrow incident in Norway uh, has become public. It turns out that this was just your good old religion of peace knife attack. The arrows only left injuries and the media mob is busy spinning the story. No real mm. conversion. Oh, well maybe we'll have to circle back to that story. I thought he bow killed five he people. Killed, that's what, that's what I read. Maybe he he bow killed bow five wounded. people in, so he was hitting them with arrows and then stabbing them to death. That actually makes more sense because some of them were in-home attacks. So a bow yeah. and arrow does not seem like it's the most efficient murdering yeah. tool. 
maybe overstated, but uh, interesting story. I will I will check into that. Thank you. Mostly peaceful gun owner. What's the difference between mostly peaceful gun owner and the COVID vaccine? The COVID vaccine hasn't penetrated Matt twice. (laughs) Why am I laughing? (laughs) Uh, How do you know? I have not disclosed my vaccination status. Actually, I probably have inadvertently. Uh, Tons of times. I can't remember. Uh, Incompetent hands says, uh, are we just going to laugh while Chappelle shifts the Overton window? Uh, I am sorry about his friend, but he didn't die from bullying. He died with bullying. Laugh at the turfs. They demolished patriarchy and wonder why linebackers are in their bathrooms. Yeah, I I didn't think the obviously there are points about the Chappelle special that I'm not a huge fan of. I think it concedes a lot and probably too much to the narrative of uh, the progressive left. But I'm not so rigid in my views and so puritan and and purist in them that i won't accept someone who has some good jokes that maybe exist uh, in a little different mindset than my own so i still consider him to be a massive net positive and i think the special i mean i don't think the special this special was quite as good as the one prior but i still think it was that that's you know by his standards i think it was very good and i'm someone who i get very bored with stand-up very easily so it's hard to hold my attention with it I mean, it was from what I watched, it was just so tame compared to like, if you look at bigger, blacker and uncut and stuff, it's like they used to really push the boundaries with with comedy. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, tranny. And everyone's like, oh, ruin your life. (laughs) It's it's worth a listen. I still enjoyed it. But uh, and and I've, I've been watching the protests outside Netflix today, and that's hilarious, too. Uh, Quebec says I'm a fed. I work for the FAA. November 8th is our deadline for the vax. Just notified my manager. I'm taking the religious exemption. I assume I'll be jobless by January. This is a purge of government employees. Uh, it possibly could be this. Not that I, uh, I'm questioning your, uh, your desire not to get the uh, vaccine, but I hate this concept of religious exemption. It really bothers yeah. me that we're going to have people vet the sincerity with which you religiously oppose the vaccine and you have to like have some you. clergy verify it or some nonsense but people like should that. do whatever they possibly can to get a hundred percent. I would do the same in this in that situation. I just hate the idea, the premise that if you have some some religious leader say that it's cool, that that is somehow morally different than me yeah. saying for my own reasons, whatever they may be, I don't want to do this. It's, it's it's a matter of your own persuasion and consent. It's whether yeah. you consent to the jab that makes the situation moral or not, not whether some guy in the right robes says that he blesses you in your opposition. I, I just hate that entire concept. It's stupid. I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, well, uh, uh, all the best, Quebec, in that uh, fight. And thank you for fighting the good fight. All right. Uh, we will come back to the chats at the top of the hour. And next um, up, I'll have to just circle back with you is uh raggle fraggle raggle. Hey, there? raggle you there. All right. He might be on mobile or something. I don't know. Uh, let's try law law. You there? Lol. Hello. What's Hello, on your mind? Hello. White people. <laughs> Hello, white people? Uh, what was I? Oh, uh, first of all, White Castle is hot garbage. So, yeah, I can see that. I like yeah. White Castle, but it's only because I'm from St. Louis. 
No, nothing's good about White Castle. Worse than dog food. Uh, okay. So, All right. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm thinking through two controversial takes. One probably shouldn't be for the show, but uh, yeah, the market for women, well, generally out there is hot garbage. Um, <laughs> Worse than White Castle? Uh, maybe a bit better. White Castle's pretty bad. Um, so I don't know if you recall, but I was a caller about four or five months ago that went into some treatment for substance for alcohol yeah. issues. Yeah, I remember. And that's going quite well, to be honest. So it's been quite a long time since I've been on the, the market for women particularly. Mm-hmm. And I starts, I started the probably the worst spot to start, which was dating apps and god awful god Dating what? Dating apps. But at the same time, what do you do these days when meeting in person is practically banned in most traditional places? Yeah, I met my husband on Match and it's been working out great. I I think it might just be where I'm at because it's all... If someone has the pronouns in the bio and the vaccine status, I'm like... Oh, yeah, that's uh, That's out. That'd be a deal breaker for me. I can't believe... I, I guess, obviously, I haven't been on those sites recently... But I shouldn't be at all surprised that vaccination status is right there front and center for these people. Of course it would be. I, I mean, there's like some very basic, like obvious red flags, single mom, uh, vaccinated status, pronouns, of course, fat women. Or- <laughs> well, yeah. In my experience, it's a whole bunch of women who have nothing to offer and don't take care of themselves and demand all of the highest qualities in their men. That was uh, that's how it was a few years ago. To be yeah, fair, I, I hate to uh, betray my typical standpoint with this, especially considering what I just said about having a bunch of available male friends. Uh, but men are no longer masculine. So really, what's the fucking point for these chicks to keep it in, keep it together? Uh, yeah, that's a good I, point. It's kind of yin and yang. You know, they're like complementary yeah. problems. Or and we lack agency word. and you let us off the reservation. So what the fuck did you guys expect? I know. Well, patriarchy will rise again. We all know this. <laughs> so, 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 so the real question, obviously, that's relevant to this is, is it more important to have your values or to date with particular types of people who happen to be similar to you physically? Like I'm talking about your race. Oh, uh, ooh, uh, uh. Are, if, in this situation, are you a man or a woman? Um, I happen to be a man. So we're talking about I, your I situation, like not a happy thought. Of, okay, I would say in your situation, it's more important to date somebody that's like you because you can, women will fill the shape of the <laughs> container they're put in. You can mold them. I don't know, <laughs> right. man. I, I, yeah, I, I'm taking someone who is, I, I just, I don't know that some of these are at all moldable. I mean, I guess, I guess women can be, but I I'm going values based on this one. You got to not. And it's not just like, what are your politics? You got to have someone who wants marriage, someone who wants children, someone who wants all of those key ingredients. I yeah. don't think I don't know that you can browbeat that into the feminists and the uh, and the rest of them. They're too. And what are we talking here? Know, are we talking like gone. a demure Korean woman or like an inner city black girl? <laughs> let's let's clarify. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not making particulars. I, 
Okay, so I I would say race-based caveat unless Asian. Okay, (laughs) there you go. There's your advice. uh, Okay, perfect. Wonderful. Have a good one. (laughs) Thank you, man. Good luck. Am I going to go to hell? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, ironically. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be up there at the pearly gates like, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't say that shit. I told you to get it together. God. (laughs) Well, your association with blonde is really troubles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think your standard rabid feminist really just wants to be under male control. Uh, it's possible. I just think, uh, exposing that truth is going to be some very messy work. Very messy work. Uh, Hey, speaking of Asians, I watched episode one of squid game. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And I watched PJW's video on today and it's filled with spoilers that asshole. So I only watch it. Is it covering the whole season? I only watched the first episode. Uh, it's covering like much further than, than I'm, than I'm on episode three. And I'm loving the gratuitous violence. I think it's hilarious. Well, see, Every time somebody gets shot in the head, I'm like, right I on, won't say any great. more than that because I know it's brand new and I don't want to spoil for people. But I did turn it on because you told me I had to watch this. And it was one of those things, at least the first episode, where it took at least a half hour. So half the episode where I thought, yeah, what the hell is this? This is it stupid takes a while. and boring. And it's dubbed yeah. Korean shit. What? Yeah. I don't want to watch this. And then they get into the game. Yeah. Because I actually went into this thinking it was going to be an actual game show. That's what I thought. I thought this was an actual game show. And then I realized it was a fictional show about a sort of a game show. Really just a game. Right. And it takes about a half hour. And then the violence starts. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure it probably gets more violent than the first episode. But I was, it's not that I can't handle violence. But yeah, that was, it was rough. That was, it that gets was, worse. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Uh, but I love this this concept of it's like the Hunger Games, but it it makes more sense and there's more societal commentary. Hmm. I just I'm I'm really into it. I really like it. I'll I'll probably keep watching. We probably and watch. that lead Korean guy is just adorbs. He's just so cute. He looks a lot like Andy No to me, but maybe that's just because I'm racist and I think all that Asians guy looks look nothing alike. like Andy Andy No. <laughs> Although I, I think, will say, like, I'm having a hard time discerning or deciphering between characters. Like with my husband, I'm like, is that the same guy that had the <laughs> note in the egg? And he's like, those are entirely different people. I'm like, but they're both Asians wearing glasses. Like one, one, at one point, when the father and the daughter were together, I couldn't tell which was which. To be honest, <laughs> like they both had the long hair. And I know. I don't know. I know. All right. It's a real uh, problem. No, I'll, I'll probably keep watching. We just finished Deadwood, so we need something new to watch. Was that good? I love Deadwood. Yeah, it's a great show, but it ended too soon. And there is a movie that came out in 2019. Ah. So we'll watch that. But we're we're done with Deadwood now. Um. Anyway, uh, Puns of Steel is up next. Puns, you there? Hi. Hey. What's on your mind? Um, well, steel. I was just talking with Dangerous Spaces about Squid Game because apparently y'all were talking about Do we? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, it, out of respect for the audience and because it's so new, I don't want to spoil for people. But if you want to talk about it in general terms, that's don't fine. spoil it for me. I'm on episode three. Yeah. Oh, well, that's actually the only episode that I've watched. And oh. then it was because I was visiting my sister. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether I'll actually watch the rest of Squid Game just from how that episode went. Too violent. Yeah. 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 
I just don't want to desensitize myself to it. That's good because you every movie you watch, it's got to you got to take it up a notch and like suddenly sword and scale. You can just fall asleep listening to sword and scale, and then you know you've gone too far. It's gone too far. I don't know. I mean, for a show that's audio only, I haven't listened to every episode, but some of them, even just the audio descriptions of what happened, give me oh horrific. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I'm like, "Mm, I just want to fall asleep listening to this horrific nine one one call. Yeah. It's really bad. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you sound sweet. Uh, is that all you want to talk about? Was just Squid Game or did you have something else on your mind? That's a, that's a very quick call, yeah. Okay, um, well, if you no, have more thoughts on it, go ahead. Well, I don't have any more on Squid Game, but um, Blonde, you mentioned fried um, fries and pickles. Yeah. But, like, in the South, they have fried pickles. I've had fried pickles. I'm not into it. Hmm. I tried them recently. They're they're okay, but I was like, well, maybe maybe you should try them. It <laughs> sounds had, like it'd be a rally. Well, the, do you know what my problem with fried pickles are? It's that they're soggy. Yeah. What oh. the fuck? I don't know what they, to tell you here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I feel that, like you've had bad fried pickles. Yeah. See, you're right. They're not supposed right. to be. Fr- they're here's not the thing. Supposed to be soggy. Okay. The the ratio of breading to pickle is very key in this arrangement. So, if you have the pickle chips, pretty legit. If, however, you have giant pickle spears, which I've also those are had, the ones I've had. That's not good. It's too much okay, pickle, yeah. not enough fry breading. You the thing the about the the fry and the pickle though is that you have that like starchy layer that's more than breading. It's more than breading. Mm. And so I want a fry and I want a pickle and I want a bite of the fry and pickle. Am I pregnant? Yeah. It, it, you could be. You were just <laughs> yeah, talking about it. Like <laughs> we'll see. And you were talking about how you're hungry. I'm just I am saying. so hungry. I'm starving. No, I think I'm just getting fat. I'm really dealing with this societal collapse thing through um pie and it's like becoming a huge problem for my ass. It's like really becoming a problem. <laughs> what kind what of do. pie? What is the preferred oh, pie? Pumpkin pie. And I've been eating a lot of like, like apple themed desserts. I'm like, I'm like pretty into baking now. And so mm. I've been making a, a ton of apple turnovers. I'm really good that's at legit. it. Those are good. Pumpkin mm. pie is, uh, can be awesome, but that's such a texture thing. Like if it's too runny, uh, not good. It's gotta be on the firmer side. And Those firm pies. It's one of the few situations in which cool whip is mandatory. You got to make your own, make your own cool. Whip. It's got to be cool whip. That is asinine. <laughs> it takes like 40 seconds to make no, it no. yourself. It's, it's got to be the stuff oh out of the, uh, the package. Just smash your face. That's the only context in which I will eat cool whip pumpkin pie. Why, why don't you just make it yourself? It's so easy. No, not ready. Whip, not homemade. Cool whip period. It's got to be done. Oh my right. God. Wow, we're all fat, so <laughs> that happened. All right, anything else for, uh, in your mind before we let you problem. go? Yeah. Um. So I had I had a few like just jokes as one liners. If you're oh, right that's right, one. we did this oh, last time. Okay, yeah, all okay. right, go ahead. Okay. Um, what political party should Trump have reinstated? Mm, the Whigs. Yes. Okay. Uh. All right, I jumped the gun, but you still get a rim shot. Okay. I thought his hair Only was real, Only because she's though. a chick. Come on. I, I, I allowed it. You I can't mean, rim job her just because you, you got the joke. Rim shot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Not rim job. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, but either way, I typically don't approve of political jokes, especially because I've seen too many of them get elected. Ayo. Oh. <laughs>
did uh i heard uh recently that someone got arrested for impersonating a politician but all they were doing was just sitting around doing nothing <laughs> well that's actually better than that's you know really pickpocketing which is what a true politician would do yeah yeah true yeah why did the politically correct soccer team never win any matches? Because uh, of no offense. Oh. oh I was thinking, was see, I, my mind was going to like diversity quotas and stuff. I, I went too far. It's very I simple. Similar. Yeah. Okay, last one. It's a funny world that we live in. We've had empires run by emperors, then kingdoms run by kings. And now we have countries run by... <laughs> All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Pretty funny for a girl. <laughs> Have a great night. For a girl, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> it's not our it's not our strength, you know. Uh, all right, Raggle Fraggle's up again. Let's see if we can get him this time. You there, Raggle? I booted him out. Raggle. Raggle. Hey, can you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Are you on mobile or what? Yeah, yeah. Get off that my, mobile it, phone. Hey, I don't have my computer, man. It's all right, right, all right. That's just how it goes. Okay, What's on your so, mind? Uh, so I have two topics we can talk about. Uh, you did an interview a while back with Matt Andrews. There's something you brought up in that an interview. Uh, Who? That's topic. Matt Andrews. Uh, are you referring to me or Blonde? Uh, you, Matt. Matt Andrews? This like this, yeah, this was a few months ago. We did no such thing. I, 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 I honestly don't know the name. Okay, well, anyway, there's that, or we can talk about the movie review segment. Oh, Matt Chats. Matt Cats, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's on right. his channel. Okay, yeah, yeah, we did oh, his show. It was a rough interview. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's let's oh, we can talk about that. That's fine. Okay, so in the interview you brought up um, something you, you talk about every now and then on the show, which is uh, your interest in picking up kind of trade skills. Um, uh -huh. Is there anything in particular you'd want to know about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to do, I'd like to be better with woodworking. I'd like to be better with uh, fixing cars, working on engines. I'd like to be better with. I wish I knew how to weld. You know, I wish I knew how to do metal work. There's. Uh, I've I've become better at home repairs just through having to fix shit oh, that good. is broken. But you know, it'd yeah. be cool to be able to build things, build things from scratch, that kind of stuff. Okay, so as a person who's done carpentry for ten plus years, um, my advice is start small, and you're you're doing good that you do mechanic work because that's that's simple. You're not building something from scratch; you're replacing parts. Yeah, and that gets yeah. you a good knowledge of how things work mechanically. Uh, the, I prefer things like woodworking and welding, building things from scratch because it makes you think more. But it makes it—it's time-consuming. It's a practice. You you have to actually take the time to do things to really get good at it. It's like anything else. Mm. So yeah, I mean that's advice. the thing is you know it's my 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 day job is sitting on the computer and making you know media content so it's and then my right, other job it, is taking care of the kids so it's like right it's you a know, time just, consuming thing yeah it, it's a sacrifice you have to do if you really want to learn it yeah um so that's why i say if you if you don't go full blown into learning how to do woodworking or welding just learn how to fix things very basically 
and it, it really gets your foot in the door and it it'll definitely sustain you for the most part yeah it's like i know i know enough to uh make quick and crappy fixes of things and i know enough to throw something that's not of super high quality together if i had to in an emergency but it'd be nice to yeah, it'd be nice to have the pride of building your own quality piece of furniture or oh, something yeah. like that. Totally. You know, that'd be cool. But I can't do that yeah. currently. A lot of it's just the tools, too. Like, there's know-how, yeah. and then there's just good tools to produce a quality product. And I don't have, and I don't look, have like, a fancy dad, workshop, you know? Yeah, my dad builds cabinets professionally. I'm telling you, it's – you're probably going to spend anywhere from ten to $30,000 just to start. And I'm sure a, a decent cabinet. Yeah. Someone was telling me about, um, what are they called? Like workspace? There's, there's something, there's like community shared workspaces that you can pay like 50 bucks a month to join. Someone was telling me about this and there is one in town. I actually drove right by it. Incidentally, I forget what they're called, but oh, that's they're, cool. they're kind of like co-op shops. Basically everybody pays in to this garage shop and you can go in there and they've got woodworking tools, That's a great and idea. metalworking tools. And that way everybody who wants to build stuff who maybe lives in an apartment or, you know, a situation where they don't where have, is this? This is so smart. What's the, uh, let me see if I can find the name of the, um, it's pretty neat. I've never actually heard of this. Yeah. I wish I knew the exact name. Um, it's, I can't even remember. It's hard for me to co. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, unfortunately. I'm not getting the Google result that I'm looking for. But I know where the place is, and I know it's kind of a national or uh, at least a, a common thing in other towns. It's it's not just here. So, unfortunately, I don't have a name for you, but I know that exists. That's pretty cool. And it, it's good to have for, like, survival skills. And it, this brings me to some, a trade that I never hear uh, somebody bringing up. Makerspace. Which, uh, Sorry to interrupt. It's oh, called okay. Makerspace. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another trade I would advise people to look into, and I know almost nobody's going to want to do it because it has a disgust factor to it. Uh, butcher. Learn oh, yeah. how to be a butcher. Learn how to process meat. Yeah, it's, I know. It, yeah. It's something everybody should learn how to do just so you can have your own quality meat should the time ever arise you need to yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of experience in that, but uh, but I it's something I should know how to do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Okay, uh, one more question before I uh, burn out. Um, yeah, well, we're tied on tied on time, so we'll have to be real quick. It's, go for it's it. a quick one. Uh, if out of all the people that you currently support, as far as podcasters and YouTube uh, mm-hmm. celebrities, uh, if you could support three more, who would it be and why? All right, I'll go now. Um, it's hard for me to name three because I I pretty and thanks for the call. Name one. Uh, well, I pretty much support everybody that I watch regularly. And, you? You know, and yeah, I kind of spread around my support under the philosophy that like, um, if, you know, if everybody was given a dollar, five dollars, whatever to the content that they consume regularly, that would, that would do wonders in keeping that content in production. So pretty much everybody I watch regularly, I throw some support at, um, uh, but so I can't try to think of somebody that I watch and really admire that I don't support financially. Yeah. And there really aren't any off the top of my head. I think I, I think I, I send at least some small sum to every single one of them. I give money to legal man. End of list. I think the only, actually that's not true. I think the only ones that I don't give money to that I consume regularly is Iraq veteran 8888. Oh. And that's because the, as far as I know, they only have Patreon and I'm not on Patreon. Uh, at least gotcha. the last time I looked. 
I am somehow. Oh, another another person. I think for the same reason. The last time I tried to, Flacus does good work, and I like his uh, his his video stuff. And I I haven't supported that because it was on Patreon. I didn't have a Patreon account, so I have, but I have supported elsewhere. But I like as Dude as Dad. My, as far as my regular supports, anyway. Um, thanks for the call, Raggle Fraggle. We got to uh, move into move into chats here, and then we'll do the last segment of callers. Uh, let's see. This was uh, Tippy Stream totally redid their chat system, which is nice because in theory it's easier to read. It's supposed to update in real time, so I think we're all caught up there. But if we're not, and I've missed your chat on Tippy Stream, I apologize just because their system is so weird. Um, but we should be good there, and uh, and we're good on D Live as well. So we just have YouTube to catch up on. Okay. Choke point. Whataburger in and out are good, but Griff's and Keller's in Dallas are better. They still use bacon grease in their frying oil. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, see, my <sighs> philosophy on fast food is if you're going to do it, you you go all out. You know, you don't go to a fast food place and try to dance around the high ca- the high calorie meal. You get I just, everything I that you I never want. get fast food. Like the last time I got fast food, I got a Popeye sandwich like two months ago. I don't go very often. That's not to say we don't eat bad food because we do. We're trying to clean that up. Uh, but for us, it's mostly like um, there's a lot of pizza. Love pizza. Got to scale back. That's sort of quasi fast food. That counts. Um, Chipotle is fast food, basically. I don't know if you get their burrito bowl. You can probably no. do a pretty good job. Not no. Okay. <laughs> Got to get the burrito. Uh, yeah, but as far as like burger fast food, that's not common. Maybe once a month. Every few months, I will go to Taco Bell because mm. they have a very good bean burrito. Just beans, just refried beans, onions, yeah. fire sauce, cheese. That's it. There's a really good. Uh, there's a really good Mexican fast place, uh, fast food place close to my house now that is run by. Um, they have an authentic staff let's put it that way they have an authentic staff hello sir yeah well i like to get their breakfast burritos too and it's called uh it's called uh mr burritos (laughs) and the the lady there in the morning go through the drive-thru good morning mr burritos like yes why don't they call it senor burritos that seems like a real missed opportunity no it's mr burritos and i've noticed the thing about mr burritos no labor shortage there whatsoever. This mm. it's this place is magical. Every other place, the subway right by my house, shut down, can't find workers. Mr. Burritos, they got like 50 people in there slinging burritos every five seconds. That's good. No issue whatsoever. Mexican slinging burritos, you heard they, it here. They got their business model figured out, whatever's going on there. But that's another place that I, I should go to less. But uh, they got good food. What can I say? I do it's, cook like it's winter all year round, so... Mm. That's a problem. Uh, D Beetle Eater Doug, warning. I don't know if you can read this. You all know that this entire pandemic is to distract from the global European genocide that's ongoing and working extremely quickly. Europeans are so close to going out forever. We know what's up. Yeah. I mean, it's the job of the people to uh, refuse to be exterminated. I don't know what else, what else to say here. Like, I, I understand this white genocide thing is real. But uh, if you can be propagandized into extinction, you're weak and you need to get your shit together. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think to the extent that there is, if there is such an effort, it's it's a it's a psychological effort for sure. Well, I yeah. mean, some of it's you know the immigration and the, and the replacement and such, but uh, the fact that people are buying into this, it's like uh, if you're worried about this, then meet a white woman and have ten children. That's uh, what's the problem here? It's a it's a psychological like self sacrifice thing, not not yeah. uh, not a violence thing. It's like uh, convince people into self hatred and convince them not to have kids. Yeah. Yeah, That's what's exactly. going on. Um, Reality Lobster. People always talk about the Nazis burning books, but nobody ever mentions what books got the fire and why. I would love to burn some books right now. <laughs> it burns so many fucking books. That's probably uh, one of those issues on which we depart. But I have to acknowledge I'm not aware of the exact collection. What titles were in the books that were burned? And uh, it was probably the Bolshevik propaganda. Maybe there's some crossover between some titles that are gaining steam in today's society i don't know uh i don't want to join the book burners but that's that doesn't that's not to say that there aren't garbage books that uh have a lot of uh propagandistic influence duh rich mendelson you're always pissing me off in life what's the problem here 10 minutes earlier there are no good white women around listen if if you skag managed to to pull this off like if if you have good qualities and you know how to date and you know how to talk to women you, you can still find a good woman in a challenging dating environment i find this hard to believe that there are no good women no good women come on maybe you're just not that great of a man well uh, on the other side like we remember how difficult it was for me for those months but you pulled it off yeah and all it takes is one but it's true that in the meantime you should work on becoming the best version of yourself that you can but i weren't you weren't looking for like 15 years or something no but you know, I mean, I'm also in sort of a, a I, I got lucky in that I have a platform with a microphone to advertise some of that. Not everybody is in that situation and you have to not only do the searching to find that person, but you got to make that move to make it happen. Yeah. And it, it's it's very difficult to find the person in the first place. It's It's another step to make that move and be assertive. Those are all difficult things to do. And uh that's true yeah exactly but this concept that there are no good white women is preposterous well there are there are good there are good women out there they're just not in as large of supply as they should be yeah if you can't find a good woman then you're not rich enough that's the real problem (laughs) there is something to be said that if you make yourself as good as you can possibly be some of that is is doing the work of pulling them toward you but but yeah it's uh Trust me, as you recall, it's rough out there. You remember trying to find them. It was not an oh, easy Oh, that Match.com experience. My heart yeah. ached for you. Yeah. And then none of that is even how it happened. We just got lucky and someone showed up. <laughs> you slid into those DMs. Yeah. yeah. Mostly peaceful gun owner. LGBTQ, let's go Brandon time, queers. <laughs> Why am I laughing? God. Okay. I hate myself. Alex Karras. Matt and I once made... Once again, made lunch. We shared it with Brandon. That's nice. Thank of you. you. I like the wholesome Aww. ones. That's good. That I, uh, that's a meme I hope takes off. Though I've learned not to try to influence the memes of the chat because the second you try to yeah. push them in any one direction is the second they do exactly the opposite of what you'd like them to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt says developed and sometimes manufactured using aborted fetuses. That's one hell of a moral and religious argument, Matt. Yes. To me, it would be a sin to support that and, or to benefit from it. I totally agree. No, of course. And I'm not saying you're not entitled to that opposition. What I'm saying is 
that that I don't think that argument should be treated any differently than someone who says, I just don't want it because I don't believe that it has uh, that it has that it works or that it has scientific value. I, I don't believe in its efficacy. Yeah. And this yeah. is hypothetically, Susan, because we all know it works. Great. Totally. It works great. But, the, but this is what um, I'm saying is you, the point. The moral point is that you are entitled to your own uh, consent or non-consent to it because that that consent is your pro- your body is your property. You have the right to consent in that situation for whatever reason, whether it's uh, totally aligned with uh, the actual God in heaven or whether it's just made up nonsense. That decision is yours. And I don't like trying to separate what counts as a legitimate religious objection versus just any old objection yeah. that everyone has a right to have. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm exactly. not exactly. Yeah. Trust me. Aborted fetus uh, or aborted fetus origins of any sort in, in the vaccine is yet another reason that someone could obviously be justified in opposing its injection into your body. Uh, but I, I just think everyone's entitled to make that assessment for themselves for whatever reason they want to. That's all. I agree with that. Let's circle back. Okay. We will uh, come back to the chats at the end of the show. Thank you guys. Mr. Struggle is up next. Mr. Struggle, you there? Hey there. Yes, I'm here. All right. Uh, what's on your mind? I hope the name is not an indicator of, uh, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of people with struggling attitudes tonight, I suppose. So I don't know if you'll join them. <laughs> well, that was, that was gentle. Well, That's yeah. right. well, ironically enough, I've been listening to the show and you know, I hear everyone's black pilled and I yeah. certainly am to a degree, but thankfully what I've, you know, been prepared to talk about is, uh, much more of a, a white pill or a God pill, so to speak. Okay, go for it. We're listening. So a couple of weeks ago on the Colin show, um, I know you two were discussing the idea of the fear of God. Yeah. And this is something that I am deeply connected with personally. And I thought maybe I could share a little bit myself. Sure. I am not um, a theologian by, by any means. I've briefly skimmed a summary of, uh, you know, the proofs of God. Other than that, I've None of that, I wasn't brought up in a church, but this is just from my experience and what I've come to think about and learn to experience with God. And I see a separate, well, two things. One, the love and fear of God, and that's it. And through God, I can love all things good, and I only fear the wrath of God. And so for one, I'll just take the fear. If I only fear God, then I only fear doing things that would offend God necessarily. And I cannot fear things that are put on me by the material world. So I do not fear Hmm. the government. I do not fear my employer. I do not fear any sort of forced inoculation by whatever entity. I only fear God. What about death? And... I do not, if it's my time, then it's my time. And God has shown me before that it is not my time yet. And see, that's one thing I, I, that. I really admire about people of faith. And, uh, I think has been totally exposed throughout this entire, uh, uh, pandemic as we're supposed to call it is people who have a proper perspective on death and people who have a, an irrational fear of death. And I don't say that to mean that we're all supposed to seek death or something. You, you want to do your best to survive. And that's kind of your moral purpose is to do that. But that day does come for every single one of us. And when we live our 
entire life trying to avoid any risk uh, because of the fear that we might die. It's like we, we forego our entire lives and people who right. have proper perspective, the sort of faith that you're talking about, they, they, they make the most of the days that they have on this earth. And I really admire that. And I think we've lost that. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a, it's an incredibly difficult, difficult thing to like grasp and, and things are so awful, you know, and it's so easy to fear. And it's not just like media fear mongering, I mean, fearful of losing your job. Well, if yeah. you extrapolate from what do you, wh why? What, so you can't make money to, to c help contribute to the system, half of which the government takes anyway. So you can buy overpriced goods. I, I mean, you know, you take it down the line like that. And of course you need to make a living. This isn't saying go live out in the woods or whatever. But when it comes to it, what is the fear coming from? And fear of getting sick? Are you kidding me? We're yeah. just be healthy. Like just what is the, and, and if it's your time, then it's your time. It's God willing. Well, see, so, it's, the uh, way you're you know, phrasing this is really interesting right. to me because when that was said to me that the, the if, if you're referring to the call that I'm thinking of, the caller had said something like uh, fear of God is the basis of wisdom. And that was sort of a, an odd yes, thing for me to think about, but I'm coming around to sort of what I think he was getting at. And my resistance to it is I don't want to live a life in fear. I don't want to live my life afraid uh, every moment of the day. But what you're talking about is a life that is actually totally unafraid of at least of earthly hazards or risk you're afraid of your creator and you're afraid of that of of that moral structure by which i mean you have respect for it but you're not afraid of every spider or black cat crossing your path yeah totally correct and that's a great way to to kind of you know extrapolate on what i was saying i guess you know i i, I totally that's that's how i that's how i live and i and i don't want to be and it's not an arrogance or it's not a it's not an arrogance and it's not an ignorance of the way things are. Of course, I still have to go to work and make money for now. But if my job decides to say you need to be forcibly injected with poison, well, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to do it for fear of, oh, well, I won't make money. Okay. Well, God will provide. And I know that this is not the right thing to do. Taking hmm. a vaccine is not the right thing to do. And just as an example yeah. of this, I mean, of course, this goes to every walk of life, but taking this experimental vaccine at force is not right and god is not okay with this and if people can look in themselves inside themselves and, and understand that you know maybe you'll fear god more than your employer i don't for real yeah boss. that's ridiculous well and if you have to fear one it, it certainly it's it's better placed in in god in traditional faith than it is fear of you know your your corporate boss that's true and totally i think agree. that god knows what we need, which is very insulting to people that have ex have experienced much more suffering than than I have, but um, maybe through poverty people will find more meaning too. Mm -hmm. Like we, so. none of us lived the the kind of meaningful lives that our ancestors did in the same way. I like to think that in some ways that I do, but I just haven't experienced as much suffering. So so we have to be in tune with what God wants for us. And I think you're right. I think He would want us to resist the, the vaccine. Well, mm -hmm. I, th I think building a successful life used to entail more risk than it does now. For sure. Yeah. And so people were more comfortable with risk and they accepted it as part of, of building that quality life. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, I really appreciate the call and I appreciate your optimism in the face of, of all the injustice that's going on. And uh, I appreciate you adding some clarity to a, a question or a topic that's been kind of bouncing around my head and I haven't been able to think as clearly on it as I'd like to. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. I um, I heard that Colin show. Sometimes I'll listen to they autoplay on my podcast feed after the real show. Oh, so cool. sometimes I 
listened to a little bit of the call-in show yeah, replays, yeah. and I heard that call, and I was like, this is something that I relate to so much. And no offense to whoever brought that up in the first place, but I don't think they articulated it in quite the way that I believe I could. And so well, you did an excellent job. It. Yeah. Oh, and, well, thank you very much. And that, yeah, I mean, even, even that caller, I, I uh, it was, it, it, that's exactly the sort of call that I like to have where something just sounds wrong to me on first explanation. But the more that it's explained to me, I kind of come around and see what what the point is or what's what's mm-hmm. actually behind it. And that's why it's been a really cool thing, uh, thing to think about. So thanks for adding some more perspective on it. Sure thing. Right. Absolutely. Uh, one quick thing. I thought yeah, of this sure. earlier in the stream about the in and out in San Francisco. I had yeah. no intention of commenting on this, but I actually used to work as maintenance at that particular in and out in San huh. Francisco on Fisherman's Wharf. Really? And I used to take the trash out, clean, scrub down everything. Very clean facility, by the way. I'll tell you that. And they are very, they pay their maintenance well and they, they demand a certain level of uh, excellence. And I would listen to your podcast when I was doing that. That was about five <laughs> years ago. And I was listening wow. to my ear every morning when I would go clean up that store, the specific one now. And I saw that story. I was like, they're resisting it. Well, you know, God bless them. They've always yeah. been a good company. Wow, well, that's you, great. Man. Maybe we were Fun closer fun. to crossing paths right there at that internet than we ever realized. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. Thank you, man. Have a great night. Of course. God bless you guys. Have a good one. You as well. Now, that's exactly the sort of call that I need. Not to I'm not I taking know. shots at the other callers because I understand yeah, you guys are all trash. I understand trash. why people are in the mindset that they are. I'm not dismissing that at all. But man, that that's the sort of uh philosophical soundness and and just return to focusing on what's important that I really wish we could get back to. And now that you have a kid, aren't you? It's made me more fearful of having a child. Um, no. Well, fearful of what? I suppose I, I wouldn't Something say happening to her. Oh, no, no. It's I think it's just different for dads, too. I think that your motherly instinct is going to be a lot different than, say, my fatherly instinct is. I, to me, it's yeah. it's so much more important to him that he or important to me that he becomes um, someone of good moral character who can who can navigate this world and and protect himself and his family in the future well than it is that he's then he's protected from every little danger that may confront him you know but both are yeah. necessary you know moms protect kids in a way that in a way that's just different than dads generally speaking and I can already see it I mean I I could see it with the dog before this the way that she takes care of the dog and the way that I do are totally different but with your own child it's it's amplified to a much higher degree, obviously. And I, for me, obviously I, I do, you know, I do my part in the feeding. I do my part in the diapers. That's a much lower portion than she does. Cause she does a great job with all that stuff. But I can tell that my job as, as dad is yet to come like the, the, the serious, yeah. the most serious piece of my job is for future years. And, <sighs> and sort of her motherly instinct is in play right now. Like that nourishment, that protection, keep must keep baby alive yeah yeah so anyway uh god <laughs> god's joke is up next god's joke you there i got nothing do you can you hear him at all no we have to boogie right at 7 30 because we have a million questions do we? i forgot okay. to tell you I'll keep yeah. that in mind uh hovan jovan you there hovan okay yeah let's keep trying here uh, Gideon, uh, Gideon Hawk, you there? Oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> okay. 
everybody's got tech problems. <laughs> Let's see if uh, Damien, are you there? I'm here. All right, Damien. cool. We got it. We're having all kinds of problems with our other callers, so you are up. <laughs> Dangerous spaces is doing his best, but yeah, I'm glad he always that, does. Uh, I'm glad I get to come in because of the tech difficulties with everyone else. Well, one thing I want to say real quick is Daniel Miller earlier today announced that he's running for lieutenant governor of Texas. He's the president of the Texas nationalist movement. So I'm always on half my calls. I'm always like hawking secession. So there's no better way if you live in Texas to support secession than to vote Daniel Miller for lieutenant governor in the November 2022 election. He uh, just announced earlier today he's running. Really? Author of the book Texit. Huh. Yeah. Huh. President I... of the Texas Nationalist Movement. He's been advocating for Texas secession for more than 20 years. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but uh, I'll check yeah, out the well, website here. No need to know about him. I just wanted to say if you live in Texas and you don't vote for Daniel Miller for lieutenant governor, you know, screw you. That's basically <laughs> my message. It's, okay. it's just for the Texanites out there. Gotcha. Uh, my next topic, I was going to talk about something else, but I feel like I've got to push back against you, Blonde. I don't feel like you're being nearly sympathetic enough to the plight of us men on the right. Hmm. Like uh, you're saying. I know it's tough. I'm just sick of this. Like there's, there's no, there are no good white women. Like they're, they're somewhere. <laughs> Nobody's saying there's no good white women. Blonde, the live chat like, has said that like hundreds of times. They literally have. It's okay, harder well, for men well, than it is for women. I'll, for sure. For It's way sure. harder. The, yeah. the, 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 if the live chat is saying there's literally no good white women, then okay, we can say live chat, you're being a little stupid. If yeah. someone's saying that there is a good white woman for every good white man, then we can say you're being a little stupid. The question I'm with is, you there. Okay. The question is, what's the ratio? You know, and and is this the ratio that you're being appropriately sympathetic to, Blonde? I, I would say, ratio- realistically, it's probably four good guys to every one good woman. I think it's, I think it's worse than that. I mean, it, it, like, especially as you get out to like farther, farther, right? Like maybe if you're just talking like a milk toast Republican, like maybe even maybe there you could get like four to one ratio, but as you're getting people who are like really woke, like even as woke as you blonde, like how many men do you think are as woke as you? But I, I wasn't always this way. I was made this way by a man. Were you by your brother? (laughs) By my brother. Yeah. I got you. That's another thing I wanted to address, which is that I think you're also wrong that feminist women just crave a strong man to put them in their place. Oh, they do. They have all these rape fantasies and stuff. They totally want it. No, they don't. I, I like I called in like a few months ago about how I tried dating this leftist and she broke up with me. I mean, she was she would not have had it for a minute if I was like trying to be a strong man around her. Well, how Whenever old was, was she? Like, she was 31. Well, yeah. What's your problem? Get get like a 21 year old that's like dipping her toe into feminism and you can just backhand it right out of her. <laughs> well, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about, Blonde. You said if your 16 year old daughter were thinking about dating like a 30 year old man, you would try to break that up. And I'm like, why? Why? Why would you do that? Because ex- 16 and 30, that's that's too much. I, I'm talking like if my 18 year old daughter was was dating a 28 year old, I'd probably be fine with it. But 16, 16 and a 30, like, come on. 
Come on. Why? Throw me what's a bone the, here. What's the problem? He what's can problem? he can stay in her periphery until she's a few years older if he's serious about it. Okay, so once she's 18, then it's okay and he's 32? Uh I would be more I'd be more susceptible to that. Like See, a 20 I, I, 20 and 34, I'd be like that's fine. 20 and 34 is fine. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean the the problem is I, 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 I sense hypocrisy. Forgive me for accusing you of hypocrisy here, Blonde. But on the one hand, I feel like you want to protect your daughter from feminism. I feel like you want to make sure your daughter is equally empowered in the marriage by making sure that the age difference is not too great, right? Basically, the bigger the age difference, the bigger the power differential. An older man can dominate a younger woman. No, not at all. That's not true at all. The, the younger woman so wh- clearly has all the power in that marriage. So what is so... What is your problem? Articulate. Tell me what your problem is with a eighteen-year-old dating a thirty-two-year-old. What? Well, I don't is- have a problem with that. I just don't want my sixteen-year-old getting preyed upon sexually by a thirty-year-old man. But if you're going to court my eighteen-year-old daughter, uh, then I'm open to it. But you have to, you know, get in with the family first. Like I'm going to be doing some heavy vetting of something like that. I actually don't have a problem with that much of an age difference. My husband's eight years older than me, which is basically nothing. But like. I would have gone 15, but not 20 years with my own marriage. I'm fine with that. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, I'm just saying, be sympathetic to the, to the poor guys out here, blonde. You're right. We're not rich enough, but because this ratio is so extreme, we got to be so rich and not every guy is going to be capable of being that rich. All right. Or tall. I got to, or, or tall. That's a good, another good point (laughs) or attractive. Right. I mean, we're, we're struggling, you know, we can't all be your husband who's like some rich property owning six foot three military dude. We're, we can't all be that blonde. Have a little sympathy. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll, I'll try. I'll try to be more sympathetic to your plight. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank you. blonde. Have a great night. Bye. Okay. Let's my husband probably... six foot four. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got to stop we, it with the height supremacist thing. It's really mean. Uh, I don't know. Well, the, I think there's a little bit of women have generally have a preference for that. It's true, but that doesn't I'll mean stop liking tall men when men stop liking big tits. Like hmm. it's never going to happen. Uh, God's joke. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. We, uh, we're, we're really tied uh, up against the clock here, but I'll give you a quick last word tonight if you want it. All right, last word. So, uh, got introduced to your show by my sister. Uh, we're both Puerto Ricans, Whoa. and wow. uh, hey, guess we're <laughs> yeah, I guess we're uh, one of you guys. My fa- my entire family watch you. My brothers, my parents obviously don't. They're they're too old uh, <laughs> to even watch YouTube. But uh, yeah, I just want to say, I guess, two things. One, uh, if you ever need something in Spanish translated, I know you talk about puerto rico a lot on on, on <laughs> not a lot but i've seen a couple of your videos that you mention it yeah and uh i've been trying to dig on crime statistics on my island because you guys I, are I the one you so you're the ones killing like, all the trannies that's what you guys are doing that's right yeah, yeah i saw that video and, <laughs> and you know it's even worse than you think because the like the, the media over at back home they blow it up way worse because they thought they were they, they even made a law they passed a law for what they call it in Spanish, it's called feminicidio, yeah. but they it roughly translates to female side and trans female side. They passed a law about that. So oh if, God. You, if you apparently kill a woman now, if you, if you kill a woman, it's instantly first degree murder now. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. What? Uh, 
Okay. Yes. Okay. That sounds like a whole. Actually, so there's like there's more intent. Uh, apparently, actually, if you read the law, if you read, if if you read the intricacies of the law, it's very stupid because it's stuff that would already be first degree murder. Like, oh, killing your wife in front of your kids would be first degree murder. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can make the case for first degree murder, even if that law didn't exist. Oh my gosh, that is such Puerto Uh, Rican nonsense. Because the tranny murders, which is what all of these these Puerto Rican trans murders are, uh, they're much less likely uh, on a case-by-case basis to be first degree murders, because almost all of them are probably like, oh, here's my tranny dick, and then the person didn't know that they were a tranny, and then they murder them. Why else are they getting murdered? One of the ones that got very famous and basically kicked kicked off all the uh, training uh, media craze was a guy that got killed by basically a bunch of ga- gangbangers uh, who were like yelling at the person was homeless and honestly a bit crazy. Uh, got in the news because uh, he, like the guy entered in a, in a woman's bathroom. Uh, mom got a bit worried because apparently that the guy put a mirror through the bottom of the cube. Anyway, point is that person coincidentally ended up dead the same day. No. Huh. And that's the, the kind of Latinx kill, justice that I can get behind right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Uh, I any hate, I hate the Latinx. <laughs> <laughs> any uh we'll give you a quick uh, last word here before we let you go. Uh so yeah, if you ever need something in Spanish translated, let me know honestly. Sure. Uh I'll I'll hit you up on the on the email. And uh all, all, another uh, I guess section idea for your Sunday show, maybe maybe try a hoax injustice. Hoax uh, and justice. Yeah, we uh, just lump everything as hoax hate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. We put some stuff in there that is just not hoax hate. It's it's close enough. Uh, you know? so, but, so, well, real quick, real quick. So, what's your sorry, what's your today. concept on this? What's yeah. hoax and justice? Oh yeah. So the concept is, for example, there's a story that I saw today about a, a woman that got apparently convicted of manslaughter for a, a miscarriage. But when you read the story, she actually did meth during the pregnancy, and that's probably oh. why the baby died. Yeah, um, so it so kind of makes sense. Like, up in arms about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's. Well, up in arms I would about just call shit, that hoax. Uh, just, I'll, I'd figure out a way to call that hoax hate. I could. I could get that in there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Did. All right. Th- thank you, man. Appreciate it. And uh, send our regards <laughs> to your family. You. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Okay, that'll do it on uh, callers tonight. Sorry, I know we have some uh, we have some more in the waiting room, but we have the tech problems. We won't be able to figure out tonight, I don't think. So we'll have to leave it at that. I appreciate your patience. And uh, <laughs> if you are having trouble getting into the show live or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is through the call-in show question form on the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for... The Colin Show question form, and we'll respond to those each week as we will now. What were you chuckling at? Oh, I just I love the live chat again. Uh, let's see. Somebody said, "Blonde isn't the queen Western men wanted, but she's the queen Western men deserve by being weak for a hundred years." Mm. That's good. Yeah. And then somebody else said um, that they have a wife that's five years younger than him, and she's fallen into line over the last ten years because he's a strong leader. That is true. You got to lead by example. Lead strong leadership will get you a long way. Yeah, it will. Um, Women want that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. We do. You're right. We do have quite a few. So, so many. Let's, all right, let's, let's commit ourselves to one response each and move on. Okay. And I know I violate that all the time. So I'm going to. There's nothing about objective morality, but there are a few about food. So. Oh, my God. Okay. One response each. Okay. 
Joshy boys up first. He says, I wanted to talk about something along the lines of infiltrating leftist spaces. For example, I do volunteer or I do volunteer service at a local community garden in my hometown. It was formerly known as a refugee community garden, but many of the gardeners or many of the gardens have since become full citizens. I've noticed that a lot of left leaning people tend to take interest in urban gardening or agriculture. My question to the two of you is why isn't there mi- Many conservatives in spaces such as these. This isn't unique to my hometown either. I visited another in Florida near Orlando with the same ordeal. How can we as conservatives infiltrate these spaces and start slowly taking back the culture? A bit long, but thanks for reading it. Cheers. Um, Well, I think that there is value. We've lost a lot of these cultural and institutional spaces because we don't participate in them probably as much as we should. And I think that the way you take them back is by doing exactly what you're doing, which is maybe pick some sort of civic activity activity. that's to your liking and you, you participate in it. I think, but I think the reason that we're less inclined to participate in these things to begin with, and I'm just as guilty of this is people of more traditional mindsets and value systems are more inclined to be at home having families. And that means less time for all sorts of social engagements. Um, but I, you know, we all should probably be doing a little bit more to, to be a part of the community that's immediately around us. And I include myself in that. So Oh no! So, I totally you, disagree with all of you. You don't you don't want to be a part of community? No, I, I'm. So his specific example, I mean, people that are truly right wing and on the dissident right don't engage in urban gardening because they've all fled the cities. Um, and if you're really serious about it, everybody already has their own homestead. So I'm involved in tons of community stuff. I'm not seeing a problem at all where I live with people not engaging in right wing community building. It's all people do around here all the time, every day. It's just nobody's doing it in the cities because why fucking bother? Why bother? Yeah. So your mindset is just build something else, build something better elsewhere. Yeah. I I was just thinking about the question differently, I suppose, like the benefits of becoming of I'm already violating my own rule about (laughs) it's okay. The the need for civic engagement. I think that that is lacking in a lot of conservative or libertarian minded people. Okay. This is Jay considering the idea of small government and bodily autonomy. Oh no. Should all drugs, recreational or otherwise, be legal and unscheduled? I notice welfare, Medicare, incompatible with this. Um, Philosophically, I would say yes, but because fundamentally I'm an authoritarian and I see that it's destructive, not just to the individual in society, but to the morale of society, um, I think... I think, no, I think the the ends probably justify the means. And in my mind, I can just hop over that philosophical incongruity in incongruity. Is that a word? Yeah. And just um, just go to the ends, justify the means mm. and be like, uh, we're not going to do that. I mean, as a matter of pure principle, of course, I, I believe that you have the right to handle your body as you see fit. That doesn't mean that all handling of your body is moral or wise. Yeah. Is it the government's role to intervene in those things? Strictly speaking, I would say no. However, I'm not so naive as to pretend that uh, being extremely relaxed on these things does not lead to a whole host of social decay and and external problems for other people. I guess if I was to try to address this as principled as possible, is there a way to get at legally just the abuse of other people that drugs may create without penalizing, say, someone's mistreatment of themselves i just i don't like the idea of laws that protect you from you because fundamentally well, society I think the legal, has to take care of these people though maybe that's the answer i mean fundamentally i think the legal structure exists to secure the rights of the people from abuses by other people 
not necessarily abuses by yourself. That doesn't mean that I don't think drug abuse uh, is not a serious moral problem. You you can do all sorts of immoral things to yourself. I just I question if that's government's role to intervene there. But I don't know. Um, I, if I if I was if I was writing the law, I think or trying to trying to handle this in my community, I don't. I think that I would really crack down on the the infractions against other people. If you're violating other people's property rights by occupying their space, or if you're attacking people because you're high out of their out of your mind, I would want a legal system that punishes fairly severely for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose the other side, the other side of that is you're going to have to have some kind of way to care for these people, whether that's handled charitably or whether that's handled through some sort of government function. I don't know. Um, but it's not the federal government who's going to do that. I'll tell you that much. That's uh this this name is okay. I get it, by the way. Duncan Mikakina. <laughs> I have a feeling this is by Nick, our friend uh, Nick. Oh, really? Gur, you know him. That was good. Uh, yeah. This is kind of a serious question. My friend's daughter has just had a top surgery, titties removed. She was on hormones for a few years, and I never said anything to him when he asked my opinion, as I wanted to be supportive. My friend was clearly having a tough time processing it, and was hoping it was a phase. The daughter is mid twenties, over in LA, barely visits home. He's clearly shaken by losing his daughter in this way. And although I feel I should have said something sooner, I'm still trying to be a friend and rationalize it with him. It's not your fault, dude. Should I have been honest with him from the start? He has been very hands off and now it's too late. I'm riddled with guilt as some pushback may have saved this girl from life altering surgery at the same time. Is it my place to say, Mm. um, you should have been honest, but I, I, um, don't really know how much of a difference it would have made. And it's not your responsibility either. Now, see, here's the key distinction for me in this description. The very start. She was on hormones a few years and I never said anything to him when he asked my opinion. I would not impose on somebody who has not asked for me to opine about their situation. However, when a friend solicits your advice and you forego your true beliefs because you think that's being kind or you think that you can just avoid it and it'll go away. I, I actually think that that would have been a place to be honest. Your, your honest views were requested and probably should have been provided. Now, have I done the exact same thing? Of course people do that. But that to me is the big distinction. I don't, I don't think you should go imposing on other people, but if other people are sincerely looking for what you think, don't, don't hide what you really think. That person told yeah. you he valued what, what you think and, what you think was not given to him. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I I hope um, the situation resolves. I am sorry to hear that. Uh, but it's, nobody would have listened to you anyway. You should let go of that guilt. Um, It's it's definitely not your fault. You're not the one who put this into action. So I I hope you don't fault yourself for that, but, uh, Uh, force ghost, Roger Moore, journo list was a private group private online group of hundreds of left-wing writers and academics that was active or which were active 2007 to 2010 and set up and run by Vox founder Ezra Klein. The purpose was for them to discuss news behind the scenes before going to print. And uh, when this was leaked, it turned out that the vast majority, the vast majority of the members were Jewish. As I have been assured that (laughs) there are certain conspiracy theories about uh, control of the media. What is the best explanation you can give for a journal list, which will help me, uh, which will stop me from going down the anti-Semitism rabbit hole. Oh, I can steel man this. 
Um, what do people say about this? That it's because of their high verbal IQ that they've just risen naturally to the top or something? Well, I'm sure there's, I think there's probably a lot of factors in play here. There are, there are, uh, IQ factors probably in play. There's also, um, nepotism factors that are probably in play. You know, someone, they're part of your community. People get into the same business or into the same, uh, into the same industry. And I'm not, I'm not speaking on some like con- I'm not going down the control rabbit hole that he's talking about here either. It's just why do why are are um, certain people um, in any particular area or in any particular interest? It's it's a product of one your capacity to do a job and two who you know. And I'm sure that's at least part of what's playing out here. I, I if you I don't think I don't think it's wrong or should be wrong to at least say that much. But yeah. I don't I don't know the list. I, I guess sorry, I don't I don't know the story, but anyway. A raving faggot. Some good names tonight. Um if the myth of radical egalitarianism were vanquished and the importance of biological differences uh like different group average IQ became common knowledge, do you think this would raise or lower tensions in America and society? Well, that's a good question. Um I think it would raise tensions in American society because people would feel like they had been had. Became college. Do you think this would? Not that uh, I think it's bad. I think we should always venture to understand yeah. the truths and the, the rea- realities around us in society. Uh, but I think that people would be super pissed. Can I pick both? Can I pick that? I think it would raise tensions in the short term, but I think in the longer term, it might actually lower them. I think that our concept of egalitarianism or equality has been so morphed because, of course, this country is founded on the concept of equality before the law, equality in your rights, not equality in things you can do or equality in your personal or physical traits. Not only does that not exist, it's not achievable unless we cut everyone down to the lowest common denominator. So if we all confronted the reality that, yeah, some people are better or worse at certain tasks, both as individuals and on average, no matter how you cut or slice the groups, anytime we confront the truth, I I would hope is something that brings us towards more comfort and more peace. I don't even if you can't achieve peace through living a lie, it's not a long term peace. Eventually that lie gets exposed and and a mess results. Day four of no fap question from a moral perspective. Should humans be content with remaining a one planet species patiently awaiting the day the next asteroid wipes us out? Or do we violate our biological prime directive by not attempting to survive beyond Earth by colonizing space? We're never going to be able to successfully colonize space. Uh, Well, I, I wouldn't say never. I bet I bet we're not that far off from that, actually. I don't know. Do I think it's a violation but, of our biological prime directive? No, we should use our intelligence to advance our, the civilization as far as we possibly can before we're eradicated. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't thought of the moral implications. Is it immoral to leave the earth? Is it immoral yeah. to, or or under what circumstances is it moral to leave the earth? Is is the earth itself part of our moral purpose? No. I don't know. I haven't thought enough about that to give you to give you a confident answer. Um, 
I'll have to. Uh, so I'll have to punt a little bit. I'll have to think about it. But thank you for the the question and Godspeed in your uh, in your no fab quest. James and Jennifer in Indianapolis. Uh, Jimmy and I are pretty newly conservative, having been red pilled within the last few years. One concept that seems to be universal amongst our new peers. That still escapes us is the idea that marriage and family is the only way for a person's life to have true meaning and purpose. I've heard the same sentiment from each of you in various episodes, most recently in Dogma, the review of Dogma. We have two boys and we are encouraging them to find what brings them passion and pleasure in life. Pleasure in life. Ugh, that's a parental failing if I've ever heard one. And pursue that instead of accepting this premise that you absolutely must have a family in order for your life to have meaning. Just interested in hearing why you people on the right are so against this idea. Thanks, Jen. I'm generally not against it, but to find meaning uh, in your life that outweighs having a family, you have to be a truly exceptional person. You have to be a person, if you're female, that um, is is not maternal and that has a, a job that genuinely benefits society, which is like 0.01% of female jobs. So you better have a personality like Ann Coulter and be a fucking surgeon if you think that you're going to find a, a career that outweighs your maternal purpose. As a man, it's easier. It's more accessible. Um, but I still think that the average person, if they want to have the fullest life, needs to understand that the best way to do that is to have a family. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. And I, I'm not Obviously, I'm not speaking that anybody needs to be forced into a particular way of life. What I what I want for my son and um, and hopefully future siblings of his is to choose paths that bring them to happiness and that right. bring them to purpose and fulfillment. And generally speaking, for most people, that's having a family. Yeah, that's where people find purpose. That's where people find satisfaction, fulfillment, all of those things. Doesn't mean that it can't be had elsewhere. But I, I, the, the people I know in my life, 99 times out of a hundred who are genuinely the most happy, genuinely the most fulfilled, genuinely the most at peace and the most productive have stable, happy family homes. Right. So that, that's just the, I think that's true for the vast, vast majority of people. doesn't mean there aren't rare exceptions. I just, I wouldn't teach my son that, uh, I wouldn't bank on him being the exception. I would bank on him being the rule. And of course, I when he's an adult, he will have as much freedom as he wants to pursue whichever one he decides. But I, I just want to be honest with him about the exceptions and the rules. And I think yeah. I think in our society right now, we have it so backward that we've conditioned people to believe that family is somehow um, a ball and chain. Family is something that holds you down. Family no. is something that means your life is over. Family is... Uh, it's like I said, when, when my son was handed to me, it was not this sort of emotional rush that I the sort of thought maybe I would have or other people have described to me. It was just a very clear end and beginning in my life. It's mm-hmm. like everything before this is over. That's gone. That that life is over. Here's a new one that has started now. I, I just think that that's something that that human beings should experience as part of a complete life. Well, it's, and most it's people, what we're supposed to experience. I yeah. mean. The caveat here is is people that are experiencing infertility that uh, are mandated to find meaning in their lives. Yeah, but that's a really sad thing. That's not you know that's not their choice. But I think that that pers- encouraging your children to pursue pleasure is a, a really dangerous concept. I, I would not. You, you should ha- you should encourage your children to seek purpose. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I think that's well phrased. 
Seth says, I was born and raised in the Seattle area and I find myself in the impossible predicament of deeply longing for the climate and natural setting of Western Washington, far away from the cities. Needless to say, my values don't generally align with the powers that be in that state. My question is, if you believe it's possible for people like us to live in areas like that and be left alone enough to thrive, <laughs> or is it foolish that I, I just got to get over it? Uh, you got to leave. Yeah, yeah I, I I think you got to get out of these places. I, if you like that kind of uh, climate or you like that kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can call it your habitat if you want. You know, if you like the Pacific Northwest sort of rainy, lush surroundings. Sorry, my, my window's open and someone's driving by with a crotch rocket right now. But North Idaho is Pacific Northwest technically. Yeah, it's, it's got to be pretty similar. Uh, the winters are way worse. I hear you, Seth, because I loved the weather in Seattle. I know people always complain about the rain, but I was like, ugh. because I'm British. I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be in a cold bog all the time. This is amazing. <laughs> um, so leaving Seattle, it was a real bummer. And so I, I hear you. You just have to find a climate that's similar and make some compromises because those people are not going to stop until you're dead. Yeah, they're not going to leave you alone. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I'm thinking about uh, are they going to leave us alone here? Uh, a thousand miles away from those Seattle people. They keep moving in. They keep moving in to, to impose themselves here. So I'm not optimistic about being left alone by these people. Uh, but you know, if, if you think you can, if you think you can do it by all means. Incompetent hands. Um, I wanted to follow up with my email about infantilization and narcissism. That was a good one. I agree that patriarchy will ultimately come back, but at it, uh, but with an open Southern border letting in thousands of refugees, me too all day and BLM all night plus no guns. Leftists clearly don't want Americans, let alone whites, to reestablish the patriarchy. Regardless, when was the last time society became less narcissistic? I think abortion is a linchpin for narcissism. And until we create tangible consequences, young people will continue to be infantilized. Do you see a broader issue we can change? Or will idiocracy beat out patriarchy? Um, I still stand by what I said, that there are going to be natural consequences for are narcissism uh in terms of the abortion thing uh women that have had abortions typically don't have stable mental health throughout the rest of their lives because fundamentally they know what they've done and that's why we see all this shout which Zach and i talk about this all the time but we, that's why we see all this shout your abortion shit if you did something like that and you and you truly believe that there's nothing wrong with it you're not going to make everybody tell you that it wasn't that bad like you know what you did so they will face consequences i don't know if this answers your question but i think you might have answered a question of mine or contributed to the conversation that we had earlier with the the caller about fear of god because i've i've long wondered i i've always been of the persuasion that you don't need god to be a good person certainly i think people who have traditional faith tend to be good people but i've always thought you don't necessarily have to have that faith to be a moral person and yet, I can't deny that as religiosity has decreased, the moral character of people has also yeah. decreased. And maybe this is it. You talk about narcissism. You talk about being uh, obsessed with yourself, viewing yourself as the most important and the highest being in your life. Yeah. Is that is that actually what's happening here? We lose that that fear of God or that respect of God as something that's higher than us. Therefore, we become the highest thing in our own lives and therefore moral decay results. Maybe the right. answer. I don't know. I mean, I, it, I, I guess I, I kind of lost his question in all of this. But do you see 
like what's going to turn this around i suppose maybe that's the answer for why faith is correlated with the sort of moral character that that i believe in and want to see in a way that i didn't think it had to be but it it obviously is for whatever reason maybe that's it maybe it's about oh and then uh the the collapse of the economy is going to be an internal situation i mean externalities of course are factors in that but that is also going to um reestablish a an American patriarchy one way or another women don't do well in post-collapse societies single women don't survive yeah so yeah that might happen they're just gonna have to fall in line voluntary eugenics for the win the Nazis are famous for their brutal eugenics forcibly sterilizing and killing hundreds of thousands of degenerates and disabled while we can why am I laughing while we can easily condemn (laughs) (laughs) condemn the way in which it happened surely we cannot ignore the result Germany rose from the ashes to become the powerhouse of Europe and one of the top economies in the world and their notoriously successful and consistent football team similarly shows their fine qualities in short they seem bred for success should we take this as an example of the power and importance of good breeding I mean no, they 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 didn't breed for success because now they're one of the most cucked nations. Uh, they're having major demographic problems. It didn't it didn't help them. I think um, he's talking about at the time, though, or I guess yeah. maybe you can't separate them. Like, In what, short, like they seem bred for success. I mean, their yeah. stock has certainly plummeted. Um, OK, so I think you're talking about two different things. Your name is voluntary eugenics for the win, but you're talking about forcibly sterilizing and killing hundreds of thousands of people and people with disabilities through no fault of their own. Uh, that's an entirely different thing. That's not voluntary eugenics. Um, and I reject that that is the basis of the pre-war uh, German phenotype. I think that most of that is the result, or post-war. I think most of that is the result of voluntary eugenics. People choosing people that look like them, that smell like them, that they think are going to be fertile. I don't think it's because they killed a bunch of people in the mm. war. Well, I, the thing is, I, yeah, is it to the point that you're raising, I could grant the premise here that even if it even if it did work, it reminds me of the conversation we had about Joe Biden and the rest of them. And I'm not trying to make a Nazi comparison here. It's just what the question was about. But we had this conversation. It works. That's constantly thrown at us with the vaccines and elsewhere. Well, look, it works as though there are no other moral implications that are more important to consider or at least even worthy of some secondary consideration when you do this. It's totally possible that that sort of strategy produced a better, quote unquote, stock down the line. Does that mean that yeah. it was the morally square thing to do? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think that you have the the right to exert that sort of force on another individual. Um, but that said, if you as an individual, it, it might be an argument, I assume maybe to, to your, your username, that maybe it means that you as an individual need to make uh, a good quality decision about with whom you want to have children, because that has... Uh, that obviously has a direct result on the kids that you have, but those choices aggregated over time have a, have a result on the sort of society that we build generally. Uh, and we didn't even talk about the, the Christian morality of this. Like we're supposed to take care of the sick and the infirm, not euthanize them for uh, greatness. Uh, I actually don't know. I, I don't uh I'm not asking rhetorically. I don't know. What was Hitler's religious perspective? I think he was atheistic. Am I wrong mm. about this live chat? 
people are like, uh, I'd be like, Furline Blonde is is a pure card revoked. I I actually am not. I'm pretty sure he had atheistic tendencies. Okay. Um, Um, Bobby Bobby Collins Collins. says this. This is for Matt since Blonde wants the system to collapse. Do you think it's better for a person to vote for whoever is the least worst candidate or not vote at all on principle if they think both candidates are bad but one is slightly better it appears to me that you should vote for the least worst candidate and if only one person is running unopposed then write in your preferred option i uh reserved write in for an unopposed candidate because in that instance there is literally no other option i suppose that if you believe both candidates in traditional elections are equally bad than write-in is a legitimate option. Is there a balance between principled voting and practical voting? Is there a goddamn motorcycle race outside my house? Can you hear that right now? Yeah. What the f... right. Everything I believe about individual liberty is out the window. Arrest those bastards (laughs) right now. start sniping them. Yeah. All right. Um, So, in, in general, I will try to vote for something I affirmatively believe in. And I, I do think that not voting is also a vote. You, you talk about not voting all the time, but there's still a reason behind you doing that. You're, but you're it's, non- you know, because I'm a woman. <laughs> well, if you were a man. You, I'd vote. You, I'd vote. Well, you, but you often say don't vote because you're not going to change anything through the system. Like you fundamentally yeah. don't believe in that system, at least maybe on the federal level or, or wherever. Local. Local is probably fine. But... um. I'm kind of watching this on the other side right now because I'm seeing a whole bunch of people who voted for Biden on the basis that he's not Trump and are having massive regret for doing that. Now, it's not to say I never do it. I mean, I I did it in uh, I did it in the presidential election. Was I the biggest Trump super fan of all time? I mean, I think he did a generally good job. There was also a lot of like Joe Biden can't be president. These people can't be in power. That was you know, that's a motivational factor in my vote too. But in general, if I have to pick, I'm going to pick to, I'm going to vote affirmatively for what I believe in uh, over the practical considerations. The reason I didn't vote third party in this election in particular is because Joe Jorgensen was a trash candidate, right. even for the libertarian party. I mean, this lady was like out there putting up the black lives matter fists and stuff. You can't be a libertarian candidate allied with a pro Marxist explicitly organization. So there really was no way for me to vote as true to my principles as possible in the presidential election. I, I so I, I don't know. I feel like my vote for Trump was a vote for him, not just anti Biden. But in general, I'm not a fan of voting just against things. I, I, I don't think that's a good, a good philosophy yeah. to take. If you really, yeah, I didn't vote. That's right. If uh, w- sorry, what? I, I didn't vote in the in the presidential election. Oh, you just didn't vote at all. Yeah. Well, if both if both candidates are unacceptable to you. You shouldn't vote for either. You shouldn't say, well, this one, this one doesn't suck quite as badly as the other. That's not really a great reason to vote. And I don't think you should feel an, an obligation to do that. That's true. And not voting um, is, a, is a fundamental. You cannot vote as a rejection of both of them. That is a choice. That's true, too. Uh, oh, from the live chat, like a million people said this. Um, Hitler was raised. He was a lapsed Catholic. He was raised Catholic. Hmm. And then he was basically a pagan that flirted with the occult, but most of his philosophy was rooted in Darwinian theory. Okay. Shen Bapiro is up next. You want this one? Excluding your parents. What is the most important lesson you've learned from someone? Um, <laughs> oh, God. 
I could take I could take a lot. I could take many, but I uh, I'll take the obvious answer. I don't know that anyone has enlightened me more on the nature of women than you have. And you've what? you've changed. Well, I think that you're the you. you're waking me up to the way that women operate and what I need to be seeking in a relationship has totally changed my life for the better. It's what I have, you know, in my house right now. Um, wow, that's so meaningful. Thank you so much. Um, I got to give this one to my brother, I think mm. my brother, ironically, my brother for teaching me about the nature of women, which helped me learn about myself. Yeah. And in turn helped me. Your brother is behind. He's behind so much all good this, in the yeah. world. Well, no, cause I was um, doing things that I didn't understand my own motivation. And I was like a, a blind careerist and I get so offended at all the stuff that he said about women and take it personally. And you know, the reason some things are so offensive to people is because there's a grain of truth in them at a minimum, yeah. a grain of truth. And that's why it really just, yeah, if it was nonsense, course. it wouldn't piss you off. Exactly. I, the other thing I'll say, and it, this is, um, it's something I'll credit to Jordan Peterson, though. This is something that was kind of in my head before he said it, but the way that he said it, totally makes sense he said something to the effect of assume that everything that you don't like about your life is your fault and then worst case scenario even the things that aren't your fault you'll do everything you possibly can to change them and for me my life got so much better when i stopped expecting other people to do things for me or thinking that i was entitled to certain things from other people because of things i did for them or what just when you assume that everything around you that you don't like is your fault and it's there because of you magic starts happening because you start working to change those things and you build a life around you. That's so much better. So So true. Yeah. So that was one, that was one that was kind of developing in my head into my late twenties. But when I heard him say it that way, it's like, yeah, that, that is exactly sort of what was going on in my head that, that changed that turned it around. Assume what you don't like in your life is your fault. And then just turn around. Yep. Uh, dangerous spaces. Firstly, Matt, thank you for the words of appreciation and encouragement you gave me on Twitter last week, despite occasionally leaving you without a caller, which I'll just have to accept may happen sometimes. Each week I try to deliver the best show I can, and the kind words from both of you and the audience are always a blessing. Now let's move on from all this gayness. So someone <laughs> said on you. Twitter, to avoid election night meltdowns this year, everyone should know in advance Fairfax has changed its posting system and will be reporting late Youngkin will be ahead, obviously, until that happens. The person oh, who so tweeted gonna, this. I'm going to do this again. Sorry. Go ahead. I, Seemingly. Yeah. yeah. The person who tweeted this is from a Democratic counseling for, consulting firm um, that helps with election campaigns. Is it just me or does it sound a lot like uh, don't worry if Youngkin looks like he's beating um, McAuliffe. We fortify the gubernatorial race or am I being too cynical here? Thoughts. If you think if you have to ask the question, am I being too cynical? You're probably not being cynical. enough. <laughs> Uh, I think given the given whatever happened in 2020, plus given the the structure of the way we're running our elections now, yeah, it's going to happen. You're going to see regardless of what fortification efforts exist, (laughs) which I'm not dismissing the fortification efforts and and, uh, structures. But it is also just true that right leaning people are going to be more inclined to go vote in person left-leaning people are going to be more inclined to vote by mail. That is also true. So how much of it is fortification? How much of it is just we live in a weird society where some people are too scared to show up or not? And we've also totally changed the the way we run our elections. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But but you're right. That's probably going to happen. You're going to see Youngkin ahead by like 10 points 
early in the night. This is coming up on what? November 1st, I think, or 2nd? What's the date? Yeah, I think so. November 2nd is the election. And this one will be um it will be interesting to watch because if the if uh, Democrats lose with a he's not an incumbent, I guess strictly speaking, but a former governor and just a guy who nobody really knows in in what is really a blue state now at least that bodes pretty terribly for 2022 and 2024. Uh, but, you know, that's maybe foolish to say, too, because that assumes that <laughs> that assumes that the votes that are uh, being counted are all 100 percent legit, not fortified in any way, which obviously is true. I would never wait. I don't know, Susan. I know, Susan, I can't question the 2020 election. Can I question what the about election elections that's coming in general? Up? Because those seem like bullshit. Is that? I think I, we can say whatever we want on this show, and nothing's ever going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't want to press. What? Whenever the axe does swing, I want it to be organic. I, I don't want to try to force it. You know, I want it to be something that was off the cuff and uh, just came to be naturally, not <laughs> like we were trying to bait Susan to do it. Okay. Okay. Sleuthing sloth. Hi guys. I don't know why I said it like that. This is for blonde. How did you learn to cook? I feel like I'm really lacking in that area and wanted to know what your best advice is. Also, we've had an air fryer for the past year. It's amazing. We make our own halloumi fries. Mm. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. Um, I I don't want to buy an air fryer because it has Teflon in it. All of them have Teflon in them. Do they? Yes. I don't care. Give me all the Teflon. They're awesome. Best purchase <sighs> I've made in the last year. Um, How did I learn to cook? Uh, YouTube, mostly. Um... Let's see. Uh, Chef John, that's Food Wishes on YouTube. Uh, Binging with Babish, even though he's a glove-wearing faggot. Um, Glove-wearing? He always wears gloves and, like, mixes his food with gloves. I'm like, get your hands in there, you pussy. What kind of gloves? Like, uh, you know, like nitro gloves. Yeah, it's so annoying. I'm like, you're not, you're cooking for yourself. You're not cooking for a restaurant. You don't do wear gloves. This is Hmm. homosexual nonsense. Um, (laughs) Well, wait, is he actually gay? Are you just, uh... I don't know. I, I don't think he's actually gay. Oh. He might be, though. Um, Who else is good? Oh, and then pasta grannies. They're all like Italian grandmas over 90 that teach you the gnocchi they've been making since they were seven years old in some rural village in Italy. It's a, it's an amazing YouTube channel. And that's that's how I learned how to cook. And Epicurious. Mm. Captain Norway, uh, who do you want to see as the 2024 Republican candidate? Trump for the memes or someone more serious? I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care. Okay. Uh, who do well? It's is it's who do you see, not who do you want? I guess. Oh, I, who I gotta do you think see? Trump who do you is, want to see? Is what it says. Who do you, oh, who want, do you to want to see? Well, uh, if, if I was picking my guy, I'd probably pick Rand Paul, but he's not going to win, uh, both for his mm. policy positions and yeah. he kind of, even though I like him, he kind of lacks that charisma factor that really brings enthusiasm. I think he'd, yeah, okay. I think he'd be a great president. Okay. Uh, he'd be my pick. Um, I don't know. There's there's not a lot of people that I'd be really enthusiastic about. I, I I would be enthusiastic about Trump for the entertainment, but as far as the politics, less so. If I'm picking like who's aligned with my real values, it's got to be Rand Paul. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read the next one? Doc Holiday says, "Hey, uh, Blonde and Matt, do you ever wonder why when the mother was in the delivery room giving birth, why the father stayed in the waiting room? I did. And I asked my grandmother that very question. And she told me it was easier and less stressful to have the father wait in the waiting room. What do you think about that? You know, my husband was pretty worthless during my delivery, Um, (laughs) but I wanted him there. Just throwing him under the bus. 
Well, what is he supposed to do, though? The husband, unless you're doing a home birth and you actually need the husband to help, they just sit there and freak out because of all the blood. Um, (laughs) I didn't want him to do anything that he failed to do, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, But I wanted him there and he'll be there next time because I want him to see and understand the sacrifice that I've made for the family. Otherwise, it's so easy to be like, oh, you just, you know, you went in and you were pregnant and now we have a baby. It's like, no, this took fucking work and took a toll on my body and you need to watch what happens. It's punitive, mostly. Punitive? (laughs) No, I I will fully acknowledge that there was not a lot of uh, labor, no pun intended, done by me in that room. Yeah. However, I do know and I feel comfortable speaking on behalf of my wife that my presence was uh, not just appreciated, but probably mandatory. In in Of course it was mandatory. So. And you, that's not to say that I, I didn't want to her, be there. Like you trying to get out of that. <laughs> I, I did want to be there. And <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be there both to support her through that. But I, I kind of, I mean, I want to see that moment too. Yeah, I, yeah. As we've discussed, I did not see the moment straight on, but I saw enough to see the delivery into this world. And I, and I want to say that I was there. Man. And from, from that moment until I look at my son from my deathbed, I, I want to say that I was there for the, the full extent of his life. You know that's what I so mean? Sweet. And, um, that's, that's very sweet. And I'll do that. Obviously I want to do that for every single child that we have in the future. But I, 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 I do know that it's the simple act of gripping my hand or whatever, or just having me there to make a stupid joke. Yeah. Is definitely uh, beneficial for my, for my wife. The levity so, that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, he did do something. Yeah, it, it's yeah, I think it's just I think it's mostly psychological. It's it's not uh, not like a, fi- a physical aid. And if you're doing a home birth, like you said, it's totally different. But yeah, totally. I, I, I can't imagine doing that. I man, I actually would feel if my wife asked me to stay out of the delivery room, I would feel really slighted. I would feel really bad about that. I can't believe that that was formerly the norm, I guess. I don't know. I think my husband would be kind of relieved. But to be fair, they inexplicably set up the um, the baby station at the base of the the pushing table, the labor and delivery table. And so Mm. he had to go over there to, like, clamp the cord and stuff while Mm. I was delivering my placenta. So he saw that whole thing. I can't remember what our setup was and I can't remember the order. I clipped the cord, but I can't remember the order of the baby, the cord clipping and the placenta. Yeah, so I, I, I obviously didn't that's see good. that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I will never truly, I'll never forget the look on his face when he saw that. Yeah. It was just so horrified. The poor no, guy. I didn't see anything too crazy. So that's I, good. That's yeah. you don't want to see anything too crazy. You'll never look at her vagina the same. If you <laughs> kitchen sink thought experiment for Susan's benefit. Society has fallen. Patriarchy has returned. You've got a few friends together in a tribe. You've modest means, but you aren't starving in your compound. Three travelers seek to join your community. A strong stoic man who won't tell you much about himself or his past, a blue-haired chick who wants to give patriarchy a try, and a based but scrawny man. Whom do you let in, if any? Whom do you send away or kill as potential threat? Or do you have another response why? You take the strong man, you take the scrawny man, you kill the chick. Unless she's under 25, then she becomes part of the harem. I'm... If I have to pick one, I actually am going to pick based but scrawny. Sort of. The strong man seems like kind of the Do you have to pick, pick one? Well, I'm just trying to think the order in which I would prioritize them. Because strong stoic man, I mean, that's high value from a survival perspective. But you also don't know. Strong stoic man could be a criminal. 
So? Based scrawny. Well, that's that's not necessarily good if he turns on you and takes all your shit. Mm. Based st- based but scrawny implies to me that he's got the right values. Scrawny, assuming you have food or resources, can be overcome. Like uh, you know, men can men can be cracked into shape pretty quickly if circumstances. This all applies to the marriage world as well. Just listen to Scott. <laughs> Uh, I, I, what's the value of the blue hair chick who wants to give patriarchy a try? Well, I have nothing to offer, but I'm open to like being reasonable. Is that her, is that her selling point? Well, we don't, I mean, maybe it's just her hair. Is she young and she wants to have kids? Then she has inherent value. I guess at at this point I'm thinking like pure survival over even reproduction, but are these Mm -hmm. the only people or is it just you have, okay, you have a few friends together already. And these people are trying to get in. It's three travelers. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you're already I, doing fine. Kill them so all. Strong stoic man. Maybe, but it's a little sketchy because you don't know who he is or what his value structure is. Blue hair chick. I don't even see the point. Yeah. And based scrawny man is, is, is probably the one you want to pick if you're letting any in at all. In my opinion. Okay. Fine. Uh, bike burner. I don't know anything about this. I should have looked it up. Well, what are your thoughts on Canada forcing Pastor Pawlowski to preach the science about COVID? what? I didn't even hear about this. Did you? Is he the pastor that got arrested? Yes, the guy that kicked them out of his uh, church. I'm not familiar with this uh, new development. They forced him to preach the science, so they compelled him to say things. Yikes! That's uh, man, I, I, that. It, is that worse or better than prison? Yikes. Compelled speech as a punishment for what he was doing already, which was speech. Uh, man, that's that. I'll have to look at the story because I don't know the specifics, but uh, what are my thoughts based on this description? That's awful. That's, that's wildly immoral. But uh, what else is new in this day and age? Yikes. Um, we're good. Okay. Let's uh, catch up with chat and we'll call it a night. I think we're good on tippy stream. Either that or their new system. You know, I can't read anything, but it looks like we're good. looks like we're good over there. Assuming their, uh, their system has not failed. And if you had a tippy, uh, tippy stream chat that was not read, I apologize because they're working with something new over there. That's a little bit difficult. Uh, Deb stop. Thanks for supporting the show over on D live. Appreciate it. And super Dave. I can't remember if I shouted you out earlier, but thank you. Um, who was the last one? Knuckle and as I will always bug. note, it is Deb Stop, not Dubstep. It's Deb Stop. Knuckle Buck. Matt and I once made lunch. We had chickpeas and garbanzo beans. I didn't know the difference, so we called a hooker and showed me. We also had French omelets with only one egg, but that was enough. That's a deep cut. The, all this chickpea stuff, I already forgot Like what the... I don't even or, know how it started. It was a joke that lasted for a little bit. I forgot the origin, but it was explained to us, and like all those things, we forgot. <laughs> cyclone 8974 who i'm always fighting with in the live chat like every show i'm like um but is a problem blonde let us be the judge of that it's not really bad but i it's just you know pie pie <laughs> ass the old pie oh, yeah. ass <laughs> exactly like it's getting a little square jeremy <laughs> that's Swartz. like the natural mom progression i think i know i'm like i cannot be a woman with square ass okay this can't happen <laughs> Even if pie is so delicious. Um, I'd love to hear both your thoughts as to why we seem to have a labor shortage. How is it the people are surviving without working? Are they just waiting until their savings run out? No, they're getting government assistance and they're on unemployment. Well, some of that is expired. Well, that has expired now from the feds, but of mm-hmm. course it doesn't from the state. 
I think that that was a, a large part of it. I don't, I obviously it kept people home, but I think your point earlier, because we know that it's disproportionately women who are leaving the workforce. I think your point, point about that is gotta be a lot of it, that there are a lot of whether the demands of the workplace in general, or whether all the mask and vaccine bullshit is pushing them out. I think there are a lot of women who have decided I I would just be better off at home than dealing with all this horse shit. That, that, that seems like that, a lot of great. what's going on. And then people maybe will learn how to live within their means. Maybe because it, it is, it is odd. It's, it's not, I do agree that um, people say it's like a, a fallacy on the right that the, the, the benefits kept people home. I don't think that's the case at all, but I do agree that there's got to be some other explanatory factors to the extent that the, Benefits have largely expired, but people are still not hopping in, even though you can make like 20 bucks an hour working at Walmart in this town, at least. Yeah. So why aren't people jumping on that? Why aren't people jumping on it? My $17 only, at um, McDonald's here. Yeah. My only explanation is that there's a lot of people who are kind of on the margins of the workforce to begin with. Like, yeah, I work like part time to make a few bucks for my family. You know, it's nice to have, but we really don't need it. We kind of spend it on movies or whatever recreational uh, fun time we like to have. But we've decided, like, given all the bullshit that exists in these workplaces, we'd rather just stay home and save our money. Yeah. I think there's maybe a lot of that. That's my thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. The three skills I want to learn are welding, pouring concrete, and driving a bulldozer. Those are good skills. <laughs> Actually, uh, wait, who sent that chat? Knuckle Hunky Buck. Is he, he not serious? It's it's a it's a reference to the killdozer, is it not? Oh, you're so, right. So I would have missed reason, that. The reason I know is because he had sent me this uh, edit earlier in my email. I'll have, I'll have to forward it to you. But uh, do you remember, like a year ago on the show, you made a joke or read a joke about the uh, hierarchy of white rage? Yes. Yeah, and he had taken that soundbite. And edited it just so it goes down the list of like number eight is like listen here, number, sunny or something. Yeah, yeah. It goes all the way up to like number two is like now hold on a minute, you know. And then number one, I forget what the actual number one in the joke was, but he had edited it out to be number one is killdozer, and it was just a. Uh, a Damn it! You know, Where is that quick that clip of the killdozer? Which is true. Killdozer is probably the the white the the strongest white rage ever achieved. Did you find white, it? No, white rage uh, meme. Yeah, I don't no, I remember. Find it. Oh, here it is. Levels of white anger ranked. Six, son of a gun. Five, yeah. all right, bucko. Four, you just hold your horses. Three, well, now wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Two, newsflash pal. One, listen here, buddy. And then uh, the pictures of the Nazis. Oh, no, Nazis were number one. Yes. Oh, okay. So I guess that is actually... Uh, up there maybe nazis are actually a degree higher than killdozer i guess i kind of forgot <laughs> all right so funny. d beetle leader doug the east have openly committed gender selection select abortion for 60 years and are now um flooding the west with their excess males qatar one women for three men that is the reason men in the west cannot find women to date and marry i don't know i'm, I'm not really seeing an onslaught of miscegenated marriages are you? I don't know. I guess uh, I, I no. I, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what the baseline is. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to evaluate that. This is probably more of a problem in Europe. Um, but I don't think that's really true. 
uh, JT Goldfish. So I just found out Apple takes 30% and YouTube takes 30%. So when you say 10 bucks and up, anybody supporting from Apple can, uh, I still only pay $10. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just been the the rule that we've had for, you know, as, otherwise as the show will the, just get too long. Yeah. I, on Sundays, it's just, there's, you know, managing chat has been a difficult thing for a while. So that's what we go with. But yeah, Susan, uh, Susan takes her healthy cut though. If you'd like your chat read on Sundays or on Wednesdays for that matter, and you'd like not to contribute that cut tippy stream is not taking that. They do work through PayPal yeah. though. And PayPal takes their own cut. So that's a thing, but it's not 30%. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Levi Smith says, today's my birthday. Wanted to support y'all some. I turned 36 single, and though I'm well-educated, I'm a youth pastor, so make hardly any money. But my faith and hope is in Christ, and I have purpose. Um, God bless. Oh, man, I'm sorry I said all that stuff. But you do have access to all those church girls. Mm. Well, thank you uh, for supporting the show. And I, you know, as just like the caller before, I'm I'm really glad to hear when people are talking about the purpose they've found and, and the faith and hope that they have for the future. It's a, it's a difficult time to keep those things. So I have great admiration for people who do and are. Yep. Thank you for that. I am offended. How can unemployment benefits be denied on vaccine grounds? If that's the case, just take a dump on the floor the day before or come into work, dress as uncle a, whatever gets you that pink slip. Absolutely. <laughs> do not take it easy on men blonde. With hard work, any man can put himself in the top 5 to 10% of the dating pool. Women, unfortunately, don't have this luxury. Even height can be overcome. That's true. Dated some short guys, and they were all funny. Hmm. Like, very funny. It's important. Cal 158. Hoax injustice. Maxine Waters claiming that George Floyd was murdered and demanding Chauvin be charged with first degree. Anyone with two brain cells knows it was a suicide from a fentanyl overdose. Can I say that? Oh, I just did. So who I don't. Does Susan allow that claim anymore? Because the jury in Minnesota disagrees. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, thank you for that. Eric Burns March to invade leftist spaces. Learn HVAC, then work on college campuses. <laughs> I, like I mean, I don't. I guess I don't get the joke. You can you can invade leftist spaces by just working on the HVACs. And then yeah, there was that, this. Uh, that makes sense, but that's literally true. Is it? Even there was a joke? this story last week. I, this must be to what he's referring. Um, this uh, HVAC guy was working at Oberlin or something on a, in a dorm and some soy faced faggot homo was like, this is actually a safe space for women and minority, a safe dorm space. And this white HVAC guy was like, Just he couldn't the- go in there because it was the diversity dorm. Is that what you're saying? No, he did. And he like worked in the HVAC and this kid, this faggot wrote this op-ed for the Oberlin press or whatever. Oh, maybe it's that. Maybe. The, yeah. And I just don't know the story. I'll have to look Ugh. it up. Um, furious Dan question for both of you. What do you do? What view do you hold? That's not at all what he said that most closely aligns with the opposite of your political compass spot. For example, I'm a centrist libertarian, but I think fitness should be mandatory. Hmm. Um, I guess I'm on the authoritarian right, but I think that the government should closely monitor, uh, and enforce, um, water cleanliness standards. Do you think it should be federal? Fuck yeah, it should be federal. All right. Uh, but I'm authoritarian, so I guess that's not really that opposed with my political views. Yeah, and I don't know why environmentalism has to be left wing necessarily. More uh, government control in that regard. <laughs> uh, motorcycles should be banned. 
That's that. That's mine. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I I feel like this is a crutch thing, and I don't know. It's the opposite of my political compass spot. I feel like it's a crutch because I reference it frequently. But whenever people ask me, well, what do you what do you believe in that kind of violates your principles, or that you probably wouldn't believe in on paper, but you can acknowledge has been somewhat of a success? I say it's a crutch because I talk about it all the time. But uh, um, national parks, I think, have been a pretty good project that the federal government has achieved some good things on. On paper, I don't think that's the federal government's business. And they probably could be better managed by a private actor. But I'm really thankful, especially in my neck of the woods, that Yellowstone and Grand Teton are protected areas and pristine wilderness. And um, strictly speaking, my philosophy probably would have uh, had them developed, had them built uh, built up with water slides coming down coming down the Tetons or something like that. But no, that's, that's probably mine. There might be a few more, but that's the one that's, that's immediately uh, on the front of my mind. Um, (laughs) are you going to celebrate Rahoa this year, which I just Googled and it means the racial holy war. (laughs) I guess not, not this year. Is there a day for that? Check back in 2022. It's also a Um, band. Is it? There's a a band called Rahoa, but the ADL, you're right. The ADL says it's an acronym for the racial. You got to listen war. to the ADL. Yeah. Um, Calwin 58. Riddle me this. How are legals supposedly going to enrich the USA if they were too unskilled to be able to enrich the countries which they abandoned? Not even capable enough to immigrate legally. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, I, that's a riddle too complex for me to solve. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of uh, optimism on that one. Holden Mulray, last one regarding the in and out joke. Walgreens pulled 17 uh, San Francisco stores due to rampant theft. Um, recently, they closed another five. Uh, the mayor deflected and mentioned saturation. There you go. How saturated was it? 17 stores back. Lol. Ah, there it is. Right. So there's two. I read a whole piece in the San Francisco Chronicle about how, no, it's not theft that's driving Walgreens out of here. There are a whole bunch of other factors. And we know it's not theft because there were only five reported uh, robberies at this particular Walgreens or something. If you if you run a Walgreens and you know that not only are San Francisco police not going to do anything about it, they really can't, and the prosecutors can't because California law right. passed by the voters, by the way, ballot initiative, not even imposed on you people by your dumb uh, legislature in Sacramento. By California law that the voters approved, you can steal under $900 in value. And it, it's not, obscene. not a crime. It's a misdemeanor. It's not a serious crime. And so, and then you compound like that, that, that uh, relaxed attitude about theft gets compounded in places like San Francisco and Chase Aboudin and these DAs who don't care and won't prosecute. If you ran a Walgreens and you're the security guard, number one, by corporate policy, you're not allowed to intervene. So you just let the thieves run through. Yeah. And then when they do, why would you bother calling San Francisco police? That's just kind of this is the way business is done now. Paying is optional and some people steal. That's how it's been for like a couple of years. So much so when I was reading about this earlier, I've not seen this personally. Maybe next time I'm in San Francisco, I'll try to evaluate. The, the newspaper claimed that there are basically, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, like a secondhand Walgreens pop up just down the block where people have stolen so much deodorant and toothpaste and other inventory from Walmart or uh, from Walgreens. And they go down the block and they sell it at their weird shanty shop for half off. And they turn a, they turn a profit because nobody will bust them. It's a business opportunity. Yeah. They're hustling. (sighs) And then all this, I could go on and on about the Walgreens is uh, betraying their commitment to the community. Well, 
I'm sorry, they don't have to spend all of their money to give you free shit that you steal. Exactly. They're under no obligation to do that. If it's not profitable for them, because you people won't act with under basic moral confines, <laughs> what the hell do you want? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank, and thank you for the joke on In-N-Out. I didn't realize that was San Francisco's only In-N-Out was that one at Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. yeah. Figured there would have been more. All right. We all set. Sorry for going yep. on and on about that. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, we are good. Yeah, we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. As always, we will be back on uh, Sunday as usual. Talk about whatever happens between now and then. I We haven't talked Brian Laundrie and Gabby on the show at all. Maybe if it is his yeah. body, we'll talk about it a little bit. And um, mm. And then, man, like speaking of all the firefighters and police uh officers quitting in chicago and elsewhere the footage of the firefighters and police officers quitting in seattle was pretty entertaining amazing yeah i don't know maybe good things are coming if people finally stand up for themselves talk about it then good night